Hello, listeners, and welcome to Push to... Oh, fuck it. We've started off on a, on a high already. Welcome to the Loot Bros. I'm resident... Oh, shit. No, I'm not even that. Look, look, what a start we're off to. I'm CJ. This is the Loot Bros. It is a heavily leaning pony podcast, but today we've kicked the ponies out. We've got a bit of Master Race. We've got a bit of Xbox love. Look, yeah, there's some PS5. It's impossible to escape, but I'm joined with T-Bird. Tanner, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, man? Yeah, look, I'm pretty good. So, like, just, you know, behind the scenes, listeners, before we started, I said to Tanner, like, you know, if I do anything wrong or whatever, just yell out or start. I doubt that he thought I'd just totally take over and put my own spin on the show uh, or whatever else. But, you know, look, why not? Why not, Tanner? Because Daryl couldn't even be bothered to make the effort to turn up tonight. Yeah, what a shame. We'll put some shade onto him. Of course, we can't we can't fault Kalai. She's away on family business and, and we wish her all the best there and look forward to her coming back soon. We can fault Joe. Joe has picked up Ghosts of Tsushima. He's being a lazy fucker and he's probably sitting down right now as we start, Tanner. He's picked up the PS4 version. As you said, no 4K for the man. What, what, what do we make of this? I don't know, man. I, he said he's sitting down and eating and just got home. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, w- I wonder how big the download is for that update. It would, it could be sizable being the 4K patch. I'm not sure. Um, I think mine was like 100 gigs. Oh, good. Well, that's for, be- the, that's, for the, that's for the entire game, though. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know about the PS4 one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. But look, we'll we'll find out. So it is. It is just us tonight, uh, listeners. You know, but you'll have to. You'll have to make do the best you can. Before we start, we, I know we've got to do the toast and stuff like that. But I think I'm gonna. I think we should toast tonight to a, a superhuman effort, Tanner. I only just remembered this is going on. It's going on while we speak. I've been. I've been watching, hoping as we enter the death zone of the sort of 120, 25 hours that, that I might see my first cadaver on, on a Twitch live stream, but it hasn't happened yet. I was also talking <laughs> here of Corey uh, with a hundred and is it 138 or something hours he's trying to hit here. Is that that's. Yeah, uh, I think he's going for 138. So he has two extra hours over the record. Yeah. He's 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 almost there. Mm, mm. So, look, we're sending out much love to him and his family. If you know, at this time, if he doesn't make it through, but but I just like I know you've done a bit of observing um, or witnessing or whatever the official term is, and you know, big shout out to Levi. Uh, Daryl's done some Kali. I know Joe's been in there a lot. Uh, even Tricky Mick, the pirate himself, you know, dropping in there, and also a ton of people I, I don't even know who you are uh, in there as well. But I did a little bit too, and. The first day I was like, this is pretty cool or whatever. Like by day three, I'm like, this is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you, could you, like, I can't even imagine what it would be like surviving on four hours sleep every, what, 30 hours-ish or something he's doing? Something like that. I think it was like 36 hours he gets uh, six hours of rest time. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) that's insane. I, I couldn't imagine doing that. And then to top it off, he's playing. Uh, no, you might have to help me here. It's the Battle Royale. Uh, is that correct for the Call of Duty, the current Call of Duty? Yeah, the Warzone. Mm. That's the free to play one. Yeah, with. Uh-huh. I saw, and again, I, you might know how this works because you know I don't don't play these things. But I saw he also had the Battle Pass going, and this was the other night, so he's probably finished it by now. It looked like there were hundred levels, and he was already up to level ninety two or something, which I oh assume most people. 
like how long does that last? Is that a monthly thing or is that like three months or? So uh, it, it varies. I think it's like, a, I think it is about three months. So like playing it casually, I've gotten two complete battle passes and that's about it. But <laughs> I just five, was it five days now he's been playing. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> It's, what's, what's even more terrifying is that he's dumped all this time in Tanner and there's no trophies in that either. I just found that out. It's just devastating uh-huh. for him. I mean, that's going to be a shock for him when he finishes. But, yeah, I could not imagine. Now, I know you're, you're, not, a, you're not afraid of the long game. I could not imagine putting 138 hours over any length of time into just, well, I suppose into a short length of time, in into something like that, that there's no story. I know it's a shooter or whatever else, but have you ever put that much time into a core, one single Call of Duty multiplayer? It's a dangerous you know, question to ask you. Yeah, yeah, I have. I think it's a Modern Warfare 2. I have 22 days in it. Yeah, 22. But that's also, that was also back when I was in high school, so didn't really have anything else going on. Was that 22 days over 23 days total? Or? <laughs> oh, no. That was like over a year. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fantastic. But look, big, big shout out to him. We'll, we'll do the glass thing or I'm going to do the bottle thing, Tanner, because neither of us are oh, ever yeah. going to do something that crazy, I'm sure. But, you know, I can, res- no way. I can respect that. So here we go. Oh, wow. I exploded <laughs> a little there, Daryl. I'm sorry. Okay, it's a piss weak toast, but the, look, what did you expect? So, so shall we, shall we, shall we move on, Tanner? To oh, look, he's got now. I find this exhausting, listeners. It's just exhausting. This housekeeping goes on forever. So I'm just going to spew it out there quickly. We know Daryl has more podcasts in the air at any one time than. Well, look, I don't know, more than anything, I suppose. He's got YouTube here. He's got his avocation to climb 2236 Comic Cast, New Loot Bros Driftcast, which is the Switchcast. That's right, the wish list, whatever the hell that is. Uh, and then, I th- well, that's not too bad, Tanner. I think that's all of them. Did I miss any? Uh, I think we're good. I think that's all of them. Good. Uh, a shout out to the fallen soldier Roach tonight as well. He uh, he couldn't be with us working, I suppose. Whatever that. Yeah, he his uh, daddy was in the hospital. He had a stroke, so he had a oh. miss work last week. Yeah, but he's enough. good. He's good now, though. Good. Good. Well, our, our thoughts go out to you, sir, and um, you know, hopefully the work is is going well tonight. You know, and look, I know you probably won't listen to this, so you know, I just wasted my words. But we 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 feel for you. We feel for you at this time. So, look, I want to mix it up a little bit, Tanner. I want to do the – let's do the leaderboards before we do what we've been playing. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine with me. Good. Okay, we'll jump in here. Can you bring them up? Is that possible? Because I'm going to try this document thing. Where are they? And we'll see how it goes. Partly because, you know, I don't want to beat my own drum here. So I'll let you um, do the trophy (laughs) one if you like. Yeah, I got you. Number one – we have Affectatious Donk with 426 trophies. Mm. Last Platinum was Platinum Spaghetti 2. <laughs> Freddy Spaghetti 2. <laughs> what? What do you think when you see when you see Freddy Spaghetti 2? What does that what how does that strike you, Tanner? <laughs> I'm, I'm just confused. <laughs> this, this That's is a mouthful so, of a name. It is, isn't it? It, it? it begs the question of how they ever got to number two to start with, but <laughs> This is uh this is something you'd find on the one dollar store uh on Steam for sure, isn't it? 
Freddy's spaghetti toast. Probably. Is it how fa- how fast did you get that platinum? Well, look, there's a there's a funny story. The, the original Freddy's spaghetti. It's a side scrolling. You're a, you're a piece of spaghetti. It's a physics based game where you you. <laughs> I can tell you're interested already. You you move both ends and you use it with the the um you know the L one and R one buttons sort of thing. So you got this wonkatated grip going on the controller. And he's he's a troublesome fellow to move. But once you get momentum, he starts moving. It's okay. But in the first game, there was something like 40 or 50 levels, and it actually did get quite difficult, so I didn't bother flattening that too hard. But, you know, with trying to move it around, the second one, they introduced a story mode to it, and it's uh, it's much more simpler. So, you know, if you're sitting on the fence, if you played the first one and you're like, oh, I'm not going to... um. I'm not going to partake. It was too. It was kind of challenging. This one is super relaxed. It'll take you about 20 minutes, uh, Tanner, which a little on the long end for a game, but it's acceptable, I think. Okay. <laughs> Next we got, sorry, I, I had to step away for a second, so I missed <laughs> part of that. That's, that's understandable. <laughs> I heard somebody smacking my door. I thought somebody was knocking. I thought you were throwing up somebody... in your bucket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I was actually trying to look it up on Steam, see if they actually have it. Uh, it could be, it could be a spam special, a Sony, Sony game. I'm not sure. I think you're right. Nope, there it is. Oh. <laughs> Two bucks. Yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely get it there because it's more on the PlayStation. Uh, you know, because because all gamers are rich on the PlayStation. Obviously, you know, throwing money out on things like Ratchet and Clank. But look, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. H- who's in second? All right, next we got uh, that one Seagull at 114. Next we got, well, who's playing Persona 5 Royal? Mm. I'm sure that's going to take him forever. Yeah. I think he's playing, he's playing like every big game across all three major systems. So it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see. He's performed his last trophy because Gaz here, he said it would be interesting to know about some of the trophies. And we can, we can throw some light. Did you play Royale or Royal? I should say, Tanner. I can't remember. No, but I have it. I'm just, I'm not really ready to commit that to that time sink. Well, look, if Daryl's taught us nothing, owning the game is like 99% of having played it. So, you know, we'll, we'll take it off that you've completed it uh, there, that the fact that it's in the wrapper doesn't doesn't really matter. Uh, so his trophy here, it's a deadly debut, performed a guillotine uh, execution, which, so he must be at least a few hours into the game. I'm picking under 10, but in that, that sort of a range, that's where you merge your personas. So congratulations, sir. Uh, you must be through the first dungeon, I suppose. Well done. Oh. Yeah, I think I, I I think I'm remembering right. I did beat one dungeon, and then I was just I was like, "All right, this is this is too much right now." <laughs> Especially just with all the little time management stuff, I just was like, "I'm good right now." Yeah, it, it's a really funny game because, like, I know you you like your your JRPGs as well, but this one is like it's a real relationship builder type game. Yeah, like sure, your your dungeons and stuff, but that's a very small part of the game and. It always struck me like if you like your Dragon's Quest, if you like your Final Fantasy, which are more your open, well, you know, loosely open world exploration JRPGs, big grinds, this is like a closed world, linear narrative experience, still with grind and stuff like that, of course, but very much focused on that side. So I, I think it's it would be very, I, don't, I wonder how many people would like both styles. It's quite, you know, it's quite different, I, I suppose, in its approach to the genre. Yeah, I think that's I think that's one thing I was like kind of iffy on about it being so small mm. and trying to remember where everybody's at to go make sure I go talk to everybody. Yeah. 
it, it's one of those games, like, I don't know, which is detracting, but it doesn't matter. It's one of those games that pisses me off because it sort of demands that you only play that at the time because you need to remember where each shop is on the map. Like it's only a small map you're running around and you need to remember what items you're going for for certain characters. And if you're, if you're trying to play like, you know, half the library, Tana, as, as we do, at the same time, it can be hard to remember those, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But look, it, it's a great game. though. You should, you should consider at least taking the wrapping off at some point. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work. I'll get away. I'll get around to that one day. <laughs> Build up to it. Yeah. Next, we got Red Redbeard Rick with thirty nine. We got Mrs. Lightsight with thirty one. And oh, there's old. Oh, look at this. Got old Mister TMT. What's the bet if we update this in like ten minutes? We'll see the first trophy from Ghost of Tsushima pop up here. Eh, let me refresh it real quick. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. His Rookie of the oh, Year. No. Tony, Tony Hawk. That's fantastic. <laughs> I still haven't played that, sir, but well done. Well done. And yeah, a mislight site, double pug switch. I have no idea what that is. It's a wonderful name. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure it's a fine AAA quality game. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a game I should know about, doesn't it? I'll make a note down about that. And then, look, why, why don't we just do one more from the only one, though, I think is best uh, from the trophy uh, leaderboard there. Okay, we're going to do MC Nitro with 20. What's it? Oh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Ah, the French game, Ransacking of Versailles. Did you play this one? I tried. I think at, I think at that time, that particular style of uh, Assassin's Creed, I was really burnt out on. Because mm. I had played everything up to ah, the end of the SEO trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, done. <laughs> <laughs> this is the... I could be wrong here, but I think... This is the first one that was sort of major. They they started to lean into the bigger open world as well. And I remember just thousands of red chests. You had to you had to open them all to get the trophy for the platinum, which Sir would be doing. And there was a lot, like four hundred or something from memory. It's crazy. I, I I just remember this one being the first like story multiplayer one, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, four people in the same world. And then I remember it being super broken at launch. And that was it. How dodgy. I think that's the last time they've ever tried to implement that type of multiplayer in it, in that way. Uh, I remember that. There was a, I know we're detracting it. I know this doesn't interest you, Tanner, but there's a wonderful trophy in this game for, you had to have four people. And of course, it was random matchmaking, I think. Maybe they changed that after launch, but it definitely was at launch. So you couldn't even bring in a party and you all had to do a certain movement at the same time, uh, synchronized oh to get the trophy. And it was a nightmare. Oh my God. <laughs> An absolute nightmare. You either got it through luck because people just were spamming buttons or you just, I don't know how you got it, but yeah, that's wonderful. So congratulations to Mr. MZ Nitro. He comes in with 20 trophies, as we said, just at the cutoff for this week's announcements. It's uh, unfortunate yeah. to serve below. Uh, shall we go over to the uh, the Xbox uh, leader? Yeah, let's go. You may read those two, or you want to do that Look, one? Look, I'd love you to read them. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> All right, we have number one, the Alpha Seagull, with 7,060 gamer score. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and How's he uh, doing this? <laughs> 116 or something trophies, and then also 7,000 on here. Probably plus, you know, hours on the PC too. Well done, sir. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to figure out. He's playing Persona Five, 
So that in itself is taking a chunk of time. Mm. And then he has some, somehow he has time to do 7,000 gamer score. That's right. It is right. It's an interesting. Now, look at this Quake. So this is a first-person shooter. It's a classic. I've therefore not played it, but I'm sure you have, Tanner. Actually, never played them. I played oh. Quake. I think Quake 4 that came on that 360. Bad game. Just such a bad game. But I've heard the first three were really good. Oh, okay. Well, look, I have no no knowledge of these games. I assume they're similar like to Doom or something in this, this style. It's very similar to Doom and Wolfenstein. So this is a game that I I didn't even know they were rem. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a like a maybe they remastered it or maybe it's a direct port. Who knows? Uh they looked a little cleaner, but they're like almost carbon copies of what they used to look like. Mm. It's yeah. So I look. I had no idea it was coming, and I think like uh, there's a couple of them that came, and then even more on PC. Of course, I'm leading here to the fact that you can you can part with your hard earned ponies uh, on the PlayStation. So of course, all on Game Pass on on what is what has been labelled by many as slap me in the pony box, Phil Spencer Day, where he dropped like six or seven massive titles, and these these just snuck in on the same day as well, Tanner. So it's a yeah. good day. We, we might get to that. Uh, a friend, Cool Kid Joe, three thousand eight hundred and eighty. Uh, Orbit bot, Orbi bot. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> I, I honestly don't even know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the rattle like a special for this week. Oh no! <laughs> oh my goodness, my goodness. Uh, Sony Pony to you, three thousand two hundred and fifty. Thoughtful in Boyfriend Dungeon. We know Kali is interested in this game. Does this hold any interest for you, Tanner? Um, no, <laughs> I'm going to just go off on a limb and say no. It's, I'm assuming it's that, that, um, it's like a dating sim game. Yeah. It's a weird look. Cause we're all over the place. Listeners will throw in a little bit about this game too. It's a weird game. Like it, it is definitely a dating sim, but it also plays as a top down dungeon crawler, um, as well. I suppose that's the, the gameplay in it. And it has an overworld map as well, uh, you know, we, where you can sort of craft. So there's some crafting. So I suppose some light RPG. The the dungeon crawling uh, mechanic for the gameplay is that it's a button masher in that section of the game. So I don't know. It's, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is, I suppose. <laughs> it, it, it's a weird, if you give me the, the rope here to hang myself, it's a weird game though, Tanner, because it comes with an, a warning at the start. Uh, you know, about, you know, certain things in this game may trigger, uh, trick you or whatever. It doesn't say what things. And, and the game is all based around stalking and, and um, I suppose, in a way, forcing relationships and and this type of thing. And I don't know, like, I, I've been listening to a few podcasts this week and there's been, like, you know, this outcry about it. It really pushes that line. And if you find that sort of thing, you know, you might not want to play this game. And I didn't really find that it pushed that line as much as they sort of, you know, the outcry was. So, uh, you know, if you're sitting on the fence or whatever else and you think that it's a deeply, deep, you know, deep game with messages, it, it is a button masher overall, I think, which is still fun. And I know that I think Ponda, I think he finished it in one or two sittings. I think it's around six hours. And, like, I can't imagine he's the sort of person that would play a dating sim. <laughs> so it, perhaps it's good that, the mechanics were in there that, you know, forced him through it or, or, or he found some enjoyment in it. But for me, it's, it's, I'll be interested when Clyde comes back, if she plays it. For me, if you're, if you're a fan of dating sim, it doesn't really lean hard enough into that area. It forces the relationships. You don't have to work for them. 
uh, in any way. And then also on the other side, the, the dungeon mechanics are a bit basic because there's only really two dungeons with multiple floors, but, but still only two. So I, I don't know. I don't know, Dana. I'll give it a shot. Well, look, it's free on PC. Yeah. I think it's PC. So why not? Why not? I don't even yeah, think it's, it's on. on. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, I don't even think it's on the pony box yet. So we'll have to, to wait and see. Who have we got next? We have God. <laughs> Palvazar. <laughs> I'm terrible with words. Palvazar 2528. Oh, that's Levi. Hmm. Blair Witch with 635 gamer score. Game of the year, Blair Witch, yeah. Yes, this is game of the year. <laughs> it, it's it's. A, have you played this one? Nope. I, I've I've had it installed for forever, and just haven't sat down and played it. Yeah. But after after playing, um, God, what was their other game? I just, I forgot. Uh, the medium. Did a, yes. After that game, I want to go back and play it. Play Blair Witch. Yeah, blooper team team special. It's a funny game. I mean, if you're listening to this and you are on the Xbox, it's on Game Pass, but only till the end of August. Uh, but you know, it's it's available to buy. Obviously, uh, it's available on all systems. It's a funny game, and I tread carefully here because I chewed Levi out on the Discord for making some ridiculous comment about Last Stop the other week, and then I noticed that he backtracked as people love to do because they think I'm a little, they think I'm potentially a little unstable. I think at times, Tanner. So they just, you know. I will just, we'll just pretend that, you know, it's a good game. So he shuts the fuck up and goes away. And I know that's what Mr. Levi did here. So I'm trading very carefully with this game, but it's a weird, like, I know you like your survival horror. He definitely does too. There's elements of that in it, as you would expect from the movie, but the, it has a lot of puzzle mechanics in it as well. And based around time manipulation, which is cool, but it, it for me, it really slowed the pace of the game down and, and maybe countered the fact that the tension and the uh, you know the horror to it i don't know so be interesting to see if you play it what you thought okay okay i'll give it a shot soon <laughs> yeah it's, i was it's thinking i was thinking about playing it this weekend but i was like i'd rather just push that to the side some more because what's another month gonna hurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's a slow game too like the first hour like it doesn't grab you like you really gotta yeah i think i think leaving yeah. it to the side uh, and then next we have I'm Styling on Your Bro, The Sultan of Simulation. 540, show and tell in Forza Motorsport 7. Congratulations. So that game, I don't know if you're familiar with this one, the more sim-based or whatever. He's telling me like 150 hours in this game to get through a ton of content, as you'd expect from, uh, um, I'm, I want to say Turn 10, but I, uh, I think, yeah, this is Turn 10, isn't it? Or is this yeah, Playground? Yeah. Uh, That's Turn 10. Turn 10, yeah. Turn 10 and- does the sims. Playground mm. does the the uh, more arcadey ones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So a ton of content. Have you played any of the, this series, the Motorsport? I played, I played five. And I was back when the Xbox One was like kind of like still relatively new. Mm. But after that, whenever it so whenever they told me, "Hey, you can't take your little Civic hatchback and go race supercars. You got to spend money to get." Supercar to race those. I'm like, that's dumb. I don't want to play this. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, it's a funny, it's a funny thing. This studio because I don't think they ever perform as well as Playground, which must do the Horizon. Uh, sorry mm-hmm. for the mix up there, listeners. But you know, and they're also not as prolific. They've really slowed down. But most most of their games launch with some sort of a a problem or an issue. And and seven, it was funny. We we're talking uh, the other day with Stalin, and I was telling him that 
that it launched this game was notorious because it launched with a VIP pass, which they all do, Horizon as well, yeah. which you, you don't have to buy or whatever else. It, you know, it's a cool thing to buy, though, especially if you're on the Xbox, if you're playing for free anyway, you might like to get rewarded each week with like a car, like you, you get a, you know, a car drop each week for, for the year or something if you buy it. But, you know, again, you don't need to. You can earn them as you go if you like. But the, the Forza Motorsport 7, they really ramped that v, VIP pass up in that, that you basically couldn't get anywhere in the game without it, the way the, the money rewards were. And they coughed, they copped so much backlash data that within, I think, a month of them doing it, they actually had to basically nerf the, 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 the pass and, and bring up the game itself. So, in effect, you know, the game gave the rewards the VIP pass did, I suppose and the VIP pass became negligible just so you could make progress. But then, of course, they had to refund everyone that had bought the VIP pass. And I'm pretty sure this is the first time to this sort of a scale something like this had happened on an Xbox game that I know of. Yeah, that's that's the first time I actually even heard of that. I, like yeah. I said, I played the game and I was like, ah, this just doesn't feel as fun as the last one I played. So I was like, mm. I'm just going to set this one out. Yeah, it got a massive thing. But anyway, you know, he's I've only dabbled with it, but he's he's going through and uh, he was telling me too they had to get a 24 player boost going. So how oh the fuck you could organize 24 gamers, I don't know. But congratulations, congratulations, sir. And we'll look, we'll do we'll do one more because we're harsh on the, the sixth of the cutoff line. GDI Master Race 125. It's basically congratulations for turning on your console, sir. Uh, <laughs> escaped uh, Elysium <laughs> in Hades. Oh, it's our first mention of Hades today. Free on Game Pass uh, at the moment. Uh, Tanner, please, we're going to play. Are you going to play this? Am I going to play this? I actually bought this months ago on PC and just haven't played it yet. <laughs> Oh no! It's funny, isn't it? I bought it on Switch as well because that's it was only that in PC, as you say. And I thought, like, I'll definitely play it. And it feels like it was a year ago. Does that seem right to you? Could have been that long. Yeah, I feel like it was a year ago. Yeah, and and now it's now it's on the other system, and I still haven't played it. But I think we should play it, you know, because even Levi enjoyed it. So it might be it might really? be because I felt like you cried about it a lot. Well, it's a hack and slash, and we know he's not about that. But he he did. I think he actually got a completed run. So I'm no. not sure. I'm not sure. And I know Kali, a big fan uh, as well. So look, we'll 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 throw it on. We'll throw it on the list. I mean, we're, our list we're getting buried, Dana. So I don't know yeah, what will happen. No. But, but look, it, it might. Why don't we? Why don't we shift across then to what we've been playing, or more importantly, what you've been playing, Tanner? Okay. Um. <clears throat> so. I randomly remember that Amazon, or sorry, Twitch was giving away the uh, free code for um, Battlefield Five, so picked that back up. Played the f- four campaigns, and that was really bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> they were they were okay. They're just, they were the, the last two games. I did the whole little short story thing, mm-hmm. and there just wasn't enough like. They, they weren't very long. I think they're maybe like an uh, maybe an hour a piece for like four different little mini campaigns. Mm. But um, yeah, and I try playing the multiplayer, but uh, everybody's so over leveled; it's not fun anymore. Mm. And then, played, uh, oh, just oh, before we move on, I played a little bit of this one because you know, like I, I like the Call of Duty campaigns or whatever. This is obviously very different. Um, sort of campaign to linear Call of Duty, but I was surprised. Maybe I was playing it wrong, but in that first mission, at least, there was a lot of stealth, 
Uh, is that how it goes on? Is there a fair bit of stealth in those four missions, no. or is it just run and gun? It's how it's basically it's however you want to play. If you want to sneak, you can sneak. If you want to go in guns blazing, you go guns blazing. There's one where they want you to sneak, but uh, you can. I messed up and was like, "All right, everybody's getting shot now." <laughs> but it's overall, it's it's not the best campaigns they've ever done, but it's not the worst thing. They could they could just not include it, but they're going to with 2024 or 42. Yeah, it's a shame because they won before it. The uh, uh, whichever one it was called with the the World War, uh, that was really good. What was it called World War? I forget. Uh, uh, Battlefield One. Yeah, that was really good. I thought I enjoyed mm-hmm. that, but yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, drifting towards the the online the multiplayer, but you know, so what? You know, I suppose that's why people play these games anyway. Why not? Yeah, but uh, also I finished. Uh, I've replayed Plague Tales Innocence on PS5 because I was like, ah, me and Daryl talking about doing a deep dive. Let's so let me go ahead and knock this out. Um, that re uh, the haptic feedback is probably still. I still think it's the dumbest feature on a PS5. <laughs> I don't care that the rats make my controller vibrate. Uh, it's so true. So, yeah. You see, so you played the whole game uh, all the way through. Yeah, yeah, I finished it. Yep, yeah. Finished it all the way through. Had you played it before, or was this the first time? I, I played it on PC before. Okay. I, I, I think it was more of a comfort thing. It was like, I already know this is a good game. Let me just go ahead and just beat yeah. this real fast. Yeah. It's, it's so stealth heavy, that game, though. Like, that's still my, but that's my, my hang up. But what. What I want to ask you is because you played it on PC, so obviously there was no, um, you know, no performance issues, whatever. This time on PS Five, and obviously we, we don't want to spoil the ending or whatever. But that that particular ending, and there's a huge amount of rats are going through that section as well. The the glitching and the the drops on PS Four were were really noticeable. How did that play on the PS Five? Uh, smooth as butter. I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know the uh, other the previous generation had problems running that game. Yeah, it, it, not, no, not that it didn't work, but, you know, it was really the, the drop-in or whatever and the frame drops in those sections, particularly that final section, is very noticeable. But that's good to hear on the new, the new system, yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about turning off the um, haptic uh, feedback? Oh, no. So uh, <laughs> after experiencing it, after, like, the first hour, I was like, all right, this is dumb. I turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. It's it's such a little gimmick thing. I'm just like, ah, I'm good. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> it, you know, the other thing that gets me, like I haven't worked out how to turn. Well, uh, that's not true. Like the microphone is in the controller now or something. So you can touch the button and that mutes it uh, yeah. or whatever else, which is fine. Like, <laughs> just, I actually, I'm quite enjoying that because I played a little bit of the Olympics game the other day and uh, playing a bit of multiplayer and somebody else was um, obviously had a microphone or whatever. so. It was a bit of fun. We threw a few jokes at each other, and then I turned it off. So that, so I like it is cool. You don't have to plug your headset in and everything else. But the controller itself, it's it's a very noisy in some of these games. I don't know if it was in Plague's Tale, but the amount of like you're sure you're getting the vibration, but the amount of noise and game noise, I suppose, coming out of the controller, it's about two hundred percent more than you ever got out of the PS4 one. I don't know if you've noticed that. No, I, I usually have headphones on, and I think I turned that that setting off too. 
I, yeah. I that was one thing. I as soon as I the first time I ever got my PS4 and heard it coming through my controller, I was like, "That's no, that's not right. That's weird." <laughs> well, I didn't realize quite how loud it was because I yeah, this week I haven't had much time to play at all, and I, I'm sort of I've I've taken this new approach with my Final Fantasy because I have to work on this fishing to get to level eighty. It's a lot of of fishing, but the fishing is it's not AFK, but you don't. It, you you don't really need to concentrate because with the haptic feedback, the controller will will buzz in your hands when you have a fish. So then you push the button, and because it's random, you, uh-huh. you know you, it's not like every five or ten seconds. It's it's a random fixture that it's really good. So you don't need to be watching the screen. But I didn't realize when the the thing, the bucket gets full of fish, the controller makes a massive noise. And I may have been partaking in some uh, fish, fishing from work, and uh, in a meeting at the time. <laughs> Controller went absolutely berserk, and I'm pretty sure everyone in the meeting realized I was probably playing some sort of game at that point. So, if you are going to do that, definitely, definitely turn off the the controller. But on the flip side, fishing from work is the best way to fish. I found Tanner. I got 14 okay. levels done in an eight hour day, so that's definitely the way to do it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I wish I could have done that with uh, Final Fantasy 15. Well, how did I can't remember that fishing was more of a mini game, wasn't it? Like you had to pay attention. Yeah, it was more of a mini game. I, I think it took me like, God, I don't know. I think I had to get it from level zero all the way maxed out. <laughs> I didn't do it at all. I don't remember how long it took me. Well, the funny thing with this fishing, and we can we can dwell here a bit because we might even get to Skyrim in a minute and fishing. But the mm. funny thing with this fishing is, like, if you do the platinum in Final Fantasy fourteen and God God help you uh, on the original version, if you choose to, you have to catch a thousand fish. But the way the tracker worked is, you could only fish in the base game areas. Like, if you did any fishing in the expansions, it, it wouldn't uh, count. But th- there's a ton of base game areas. But because the community is so, you know, you know what trophy hunters can be like tanner you know so pedantic and so scared that it wouldn't happen everyone would fish in the opening village on the one pier so there could be like hundreds of people fishing on this but it's, it's a wonder of a game you never run out of fish but <laughs> yeah that's insane it, it it is but so the problem with that area though is you can catch a thousand fish but the fish are very low xp because it's a beginner area so i did my thousand fish there or whatever else and i i think i got to level 10 or level 12 out of 80 and of course the new list on on ps5 you now need to max the fishing characters as you should to 80 and so i started there again and i'm like shit this is going to take forever at 200 points of fish when you need like 400 to a million a level. And I was like, Jesus. And then, you know, having having explored around the map, which I, I, I suppose this is my long-winded way of a tip if you're playing this game, don't fish just in the opening area. Move around because the fish are worth so much more as you as you get to other areas. But I wonder now, in the back of my mind, is all those trophy hunters on that bridge for that, you know, the thousand fish, which was probably 20 hours of fishing at that point, they're, they're probably all in exactly the same position down <laughs> in level 12 uh, on the the new list but i suppose where we're, we're heading briefly with that was this skyrim and i know i've hijacked your what you're playing we'll come back oh, you're totally fine skyrim they drop another addition to charge more money were you impressed by that ballsy move by bethesda uh no not at all um they have so many other games they need to re- they need to make remasters of that this is just ridiculous <laughs> like right now I re- I rather have the uh, Fallout Three remastered because you can't even play that on PC right now. Mm. Oh, really? Okay. It doesn't support. Um, it doesn't have support for Windows Eight and or Ten. Oh wow! 
That's a, yep, I didn't so you, know that. So yeah, you would have to make you'd have to make some kind of like little time machine thing on here to go back to when you have Windows Seven just to play that game. I wonder. I wonder if with Microsoft acquiring them now, that might be more likely to happen in the future. They go back. And I hope fix so. That. Yeah, that's that's interesting. <laughs> maybe maybe they could put the Skyrim team on it after before the next re-release of this game. You know, in, in twenty twenty two, whatever else after this one. But the reason I bring it up, of course, it'll be free on Game Pass. You know, as as we know. But it, apparently, this time it's including fishing in it. I saw uh, someone had posted. It. Now I haven't played this game. There's no fishing. I take it then. Is that? Is nope. that true? There was no fishing. The fishing you could do is just swim in the rivers or lakes and just grab the fish. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Okay. <laughs> Literally, that's all it was. You just you fish in front of you. You just like, oop, I'm taking you. <laughs> it's like I'm going to break this game by throwing my spear into the water and trying to spear a fish. <laughs> okay. uh, that's that's uh, that's fantastic. It's funny though this whole fishing thing because. Do you know why it was added to games? Uh, predominantly, it was added to JRPG games first. Do you know why, Tanner? I have no idea. So there's a, I encourage the listeners, I don't have off the top of my head, but there was a really interesting article written around the time Neo Automata was released, uh, just to ruffle your goat there, sir, uh, released, <laughs> and it talked about the evolution of fishing in JRPGs, where it first appeared and and how it evolved right through to Nia there, you know, it was in there as well, and predominantly was added just as a, as a time sink because they needed activities that would stretch out the games or whatever else. So they added these fishing, which could potentially add, you know, hundreds of hours because people, you know, the, the ease and monotony of the task. And so it was just to elongate, you know, these early games. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I, I find it because you, you can't play a JRPG without fishing. Well, I mean, you probably can, but most of them do. I mean, even that golf one, uh, everybody's golf, you can fish in, in a golfing game. So it, it's really? such a yeah, you can. Yeah, there, there's um, you, you, there's and there's a ton of fish. You can spend an hour hours in there doing that, uh, or whatever else. But it's just. Uh, it's just such a bizarre mechanic. And then I suppose, like I was thinking about it the other night, like Western RPGs that have it. And I suppose, like, I mean, I suppose not so much. So maybe maybe they're onto something here. I guess, I guess we'll see. Uh, what else have you got for us, Tanner? That's honestly all I've played, really. That's not, that's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. I Actually, I'll take that back. I hopped into uh, Scarlet. Nexus, just for just a second. I realized I'm at phase four, so I'm nowhere near where I thought I was. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Did you stop because you've had enough of it, or are you going to come back to it? I'll probably not coming back to it. I'm just. I don't know why I quit playing it. (laughs) I think at the time, I I honestly don't really know. I don't have a good answer for that. Just kind of, I just dropped it and kind of forgot about it. Yeah. It's funny because, like, I really like that game, and I put posted the other day. You know, this is probably my game of the year so far. It's it's really good. And then someone who I gave a bit with and respect their opinion said, "No, it's a piece of shit. I wouldn't play it." And I was like, "Whoa!" And you know, people say that all the time. You know, like in the Facebook, you're like, "Yeah, well, you're a fucking tosser," uh, or whatever else. But this person, like, I respect their opinion, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't expect that." And and then I was like, well, I'll reach out to this other lady I know who plays a lot of JRPGs because I see she platinumed it, so she must have liked it. And she's like, yeah, I didn't really – I had a lot of issues 
issues with it. And I was like, oh, great. So, so you know, buyer beware. But one of the things she said, which was interesting, is that, and she, you know, obviously finished it, is that, you know, she she plays these JRPGs. She can play for hours and hours at a time, which, you know, both of both of us can as well, I know. But when she was playing that game, she could only play for like an hour or two. And then she found that she put it down. And I, I, I alluded to a little bit like it's almost like a casino. There's so much overstimulation, uh, you know, and the animations every time as well when you kill uh, kill a character or kill an enemy or whatever else. And I was sort of thinking, yeah, I can definitely see that. That it's a game, a game of pace. I suppose. I don't know if you found that. I can see it. I can see it. It's the, like you said, there is a lot. Like it's over. It's almost overstimulating with some yeah. of the like some of the stuff that's on the screen, especially whenever you're going into that. Um, God, what's that? What's that special mode you can go into? A uh, brain drain. Yeah. Yeah, that it's just it's everywhere on the screen. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I I agree. But I still, I really like it. And I think the problem with the game is that you have to, I think it took me, it's hard to tell because it says I've got 300 hours in the game, but I've realized uh-huh. that when, I've realized when you leave it in rest mode on the, or quick resume on the X, the timer doesn't stop in that game. So, <laughs> so all the time, the, you know, overnight and whatever, it's all counting. But I think I spent about 40 to 45 hours in the first playthrough, uh, the male character. And, you know, there was really good. I really, like you're getting up to the the bit where I started to enjoy it. I didn't enjoy so much around the first five or six phases, but from then on it got really good, I thought. And then you you can obviously play the other characters, so that's what I've started now and I'm halfway through. And I found that first character, particularly towards the end, because I started to race it a bit so I wasn't levelling, I found some of those fights got a little bit tricky, particularly the last fight being underleveled. But it does this weird thing where when you you pick you know, to play the other story or whatever, you carry everything over. And the game warns you that, you know, you can reset everything for a more challenging experience, but you can carry your levels over if you want. And I was like, well, you're going to carry them over. That would make sense. But I assumed the enemies would scale at least a little bit to you and they don't scale to you at all. So, you know, you like literally just take one whack on the whole first few phases and the enemy just falls over. Uh, because of that leveling, and which I don't know if you like that type of a thing or if that would put you off completely. Uh, it, it's fine because I mean that's 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 always a thing with Dark Souls too. Like once you beat the game, it pushes you back at the start of it. Hmm. It does it with Dark Souls. It does scale a little bit each time, so it's not like a quick like a complete wipe. But hmm. that that wouldn't bother me as much because especially if it's like just a just experience the different endings of that game. I'm fine with that. Let me speed blitz through the first half. And then when it actually gets hard, becoming more hard again, then that's fine. Yeah. Like, well, I sort of agree. And I suppose I haven't played a game like this that does that. And, one of the reasons I wanted to play the second story was I was like, you know, every game says, well, not every game, but a lot of these big game goes, oh, we'll play from the other character. The, the It's a new experience or whatever, and it's not. It's the same bullshit or whatever from a slightly, you know, <laughs> from a left or right position or whatever. But this time it yeah. really is because you, you, you're playing as the, the female Kasane this time. There are a lot of times in that game, particularly in the middle and end, where both those characters are separated. So you, you have no idea what they're doing, and then they come back and they're very opposing and, so, so playing the other side, you can see how she gets to this this position or whatever else, and and, and ultimately she's a lot different to what what you thought. And I I wonder if you played the other way. I think you would feel the same way if you played her first or whatever. But what it does see, a- I actually I actually started with the girl first. Ah, 
I think she's the better character. I think you're on the, the if you're only going to play one, I think you'll enjoy that line more. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to say like what the, because they just, they just showed the big plot point for the whole game, mm-hmm. but I don't want to say it in case people want to play the game. Mm. Well, I think, like, I know we can't talk about that, but I haven't got quite to that point perhaps yet with her, but I've seen it from the other character and the other character doesn't understand her per- perception of that at all. So I, I uh, think yeah. I'm quite looking forward to to that. But one of the good things about being overleveled like that is that you, you know, the mission, the phases can take an hour plus, particularly towards the end, like two to two, two to three hours with a bit of leveling or, or if, you, if you die a couple of times. And Having that over, you know, over leveled sort of feel, you're actually racing from story point to story point much more with her. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. Although I noticed that because you are getting almost no XP because of the kill, I'm still going to hit, I think, this wall as I get to the second half of the game that I was in in a similar position. So I may, I may have to level there. I'm not sure, but it's it's an interesting mechanic, I think, and and definitely I hope you finish it. It's uh, it's got merit. Yeah, I, I'm probably whenever I get done with uh. Ghost of Tsushima, I'll go to that. Well, we've we've opened the we've opened the the bag there, Ghost of Tsushima. This is your first time playing this game, uh, I believe. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, you're playing the PS5 version, so it's already a 60, 70 hour game. Plus, the new island will add more more hours as well. I didn't I didn't realize the base game was 60, 70 hours. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, it, it it's a sort of game like if you just run from story mission to story mission, you could probably do it in fifty. I'd say if you didn't oh. partake in any of the other side content, side missions or anything. No, I usually like I almost like hyperfixate on doing side stuff first, mm. then I'll get bored of doing the side stuff and just mainline most of the time. Yeah. It's a game that rewards doing the... the. It's been a while since I, I played it, but it's a game that rewards doing the side stuff, I believe. Not so much in that you you XP level as in you get stronger, but it unlocks more, you know, variations of attack and weapons and, and that in your skill tree by leveling. So it definitely expands the game. So I think it's the game. I think it would be a little boring, perhaps, if you just you know ran from story mission to story mission. But I'm going to be really interested to hear what you think of this game because I, when I played it, I felt it was heavily Assassin's Creed esque. It was a Japanese Assassin's Creed, I thought, and I know you like assassins, so I think it'll mm-hmm. be interesting. Yeah, I'm hoping. Like that hearing you say that makes me like more excited about the game, but. If, because I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed combat, at least the new style. So if it plays half as good as that, I'd be happy. Yeah, you, you could definitely see, like, Ubisoft could have made this game, I think, in a way, in that you've got, like, your your towers and your, your like, you know, spots to explore and unlock your skill point and and stuff like that. But, it, it, you know, juxtaposed with some lovely cutscenes or whatever that may be a little beyond. And and I think, and I'm hoping, better facial a- animation. I believe it was than, than Yubi usually <laughs> greets us with their Assassin's Creed line. Yeah, well, I will say that Valhalla's uh, facial animations were way better than I remember. Like, way better than the um, Odysseys. Did you play that on PC or...? Yeah, I, so I played Odyssey on PS4 and I played Valhalla on PC. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely it's definitely worth worth playing. So look, I want to throw out I want to throw out two because I, as I said, I haven't played too much. So 
we'll throw out the big one because you have the PS5 there. I don't know if this game interests you or not. I can't imagine this is the style of game you would like. Of course, this Ratchet and Clank are Rift Apart. Does it have any interest? Uh, I grew up playing Ratchet and Clank, so I'm very excited for it. I actually did. I actually oh, just are. bought it last weekend. Oh, okay, cool. I was I wasn't sure if this was your your sort of thing. So it's a an exclusive a, a staple of what's available on the Pony Box at the moment. Perhaps the best way to describe it is that if you have a nostalgia for this series, it sounds like you do, Tanner. You're probably going to love it. I think it plays probably a lot into knowing what happened. I played the one on PS4, but I haven't played the earlier ones. I don't think you need to have played the earlier ones, but I'm sure you would have more affinity to the game. I think if you don't, and this isn't your style of game, it will come across as what it is, basically a poor man's Disney Infinity with a bit of high res. Uh, it's a very short experience. It questions what what Sony are really doing, in my view, or whatever. I'm not shitting on it here, Tanner, because I know you're looking forward to it, but it's about a six-hour experience. It's a it's a stand-and-shoot game by by all stretches, and very little side quests or whatever. It's dumbed down incredibly. Like, I'm not sure if you played the remake uh, for PS4, uh, Tanner. I have. Yeah, that was a great yeah. game. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and plenty of content, plenty of, you know, it had the racing, had everything else. This has got a lot less. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So it's basically, it struck me as a movie tie-in game, and therefore there is no movie, I don't believe. But in that style, it's really good. Like, it looks great. You know, it handles well, and it's a it's a five- to six-hour game that will feel like a long five to six hours if you don't have affinity with this series. But I'll be interested to see what you think because, again, you, you know these games, you like these games. Yeah. So there's, like, there's no, um, there's no, like, little arena that you can go to or anything like that? Uh, there is one arena, yeah. Yeah, so so that part is okay, but there's no. I remember in the one before there were races. Um, yeah, th- there's a bit of grinding rails and stuff, but none of that sort of stuff. And it, it definitely does play uh, like a a bit of a you know very formulaic, like a little bit of a boss, like a little bit of an area of enemies, then a big cutscene, bit more enemies, big cutscene, enemies, boss, uh, that type of thing. So it's cool. Like it's a bit of mindless fun, I think. And the story, the story is okay, or, or whatever else, but it's not. It's not what I was expecting, I suppose, after the previous one. And if you, I mean, if you're interested in the platinum, which I know you're not, Tanner, uh, it's a. It's I might, a, I might be. Yeah, I, look, you'll get almost everything uh, naturally playing through. I finished it, and I think I have a handful of things. But even that, like, uh, you only need to get, I think, it's three or five of the twenty-five gold bolts. Um, so it's a very small requirement. So you don't need to max out all the guns. I think only two of them, and so it's very manageable platinum. Uh, if you if you so wish to to go for it okay yeah i know the first obviously the remake uh besides that besides that the uh one after that was going commando on ps2 that was uh that was probably like the peak of ratchet and clank for me because mm-hmm. like after you it had a meaty story to it at least from what i remember and then you had a, a you had two different arenas you can go to so basically you just fight waves of enemies get to a big boss at the end of it but they also had a like like once you do their initial one like that then you had a whole new set of challenges you can do mm. it's kind of sucks that that's not in this one but yeah i mean if you like the story though you'll probably like it because it leans much more uh, into the story than the other stuff i think but 
Yeah, like I, I did think as I was playing it, I'm like, I must be missing a ton of stuff, like side stuff, because like I can't really see it on the map. Like it just seems like I go here and here. But having finished it and it does show you things on the map now, the collectibles, there isn't a lot. So so, you know, don't don't feel, you know, don't feel that following the story you're you're shortchanging yourself. And as I said, everything everything comes naturally in that game. But yeah, it was it was definitely a surprise for me. I think I was hoping uh, hoping for a little, little bit more. You know what's going to really piss you off in that game, though? <sighs> what is it? Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna drive you insane. From what you said today, the haptic feedback is off the charts in that game. It's like a, it's oh. like a COVID patient taking its last breath, spasming on the hospital bed. It's unbelievable. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to send you. It's going to send you mad, real mad. I'm I'm sure I'll turn it off immediately then. How is the? It's great. Is there any adapt? Is there adaptive triggers to it? Yep. Yeah. As well. Uh, don't, you don't like that? Yeah. yeah. I'll give it a shot, but I played a little bit of control, and I it has that just just a little bit. I do not like it. It it's funny. Like I don't know how it is in Call of Duty because I played that on the Xbox, not on the the PlayStation. So I know it was supposed to be good in that with the different guns, but. In Ratchet, a couple of the guns are all like auto fire, like you hold the R2 and it just keeps firing while you have bullets. But the majority of the weapons are like you have to pull the trigger every time you want to shoot. And that's where I find that adaptive trigger, it really gets old. Like the res- just continually. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Cause like I play control on PC. So like when I mainly used the pistol the entire time. Mm-hmm. So as fast as I tap my ma- like mouse, I was shooting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me try to do that on the PS5. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, is "This." I was like, "This takes so much more force to squeeze this trigger." I mean, sure, it's a cool feature, but I wonder if that's why their controllers have a certain amount of time before they just die. Well, that's what I've been thinking. I mean, it has to because, like you, like I, I haven't played everything by any stretch on PS Five, but I played a few things, and this ratchet is definitely the heaviest on the controller with the adaptive triggers and the and the haptic feedback and. Like, I know it's only a six-hour experience to do everything in 10, but it, that's got to be putting some wear and tear on the controller, that game, I think. So, yeah. You know, I don't know. So, that, that's my big problem, like, with both these features. It's like, I don't want, like, these things are 70 bucks. I don't want this game, I don't want them to break after a while just because they rattle more, or sorry, they vibrate more and the triggers are harder to pull. Yeah. This, to me, that makes uh, this seems like that's just going to make them wear down way faster than they need to. Yeah, but it's, it's. I know you can turn it off, but even in Final Fantasy fourteen, it has it in it a bit, and it definitely doesn't need it in that game. And if it's if it's a little bit in every game, because there'll be people going, "Oh, well, you know, look, are you going to play Ratchet forty times in a row and hit four hundred hours?" But you know, no, you're not. But if every game has a little bit of it in it, it's just the continual wear and tear. I don't. It'll be interesting to see. I suppose. Yeah. We, we yeah, so I, that's why I bought two. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly, I know Joe's like, what do you need two for? Uh, what are you going to do when the, that first one stops working? Because the other wonderful thing is you can't use a PS4 controller on it. Uh, maybe, maybe on a PS4 game you can, but I tried to on a PS5 for that exact reason, playing Final Fantasy fourteen because of the, the wear and tear, and, and I didn't need the proper controller, and it actually won't even start the game. So I don't know. Stock up on those controllers, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so I played a, I played a bit of that or whatever else. We're both we're going to dive into Ghost of Tsushima, but played a, you know a bit of the standard pony fair or whatever else, and then 
you know, the, the funny thing is, and it's funny that you're the only person here tonight because the game I'm enjoying most on the PS5, and if if you didn't believe in karma, listeners, then, you know, you, you're not going to find this amusing, but I sure as hell do. The, uh, the game that I thought would be the worst experience of the PS5 exclusives, a game that I've made jokes about with never having played just from what I've read from the pony ship, and I thought this is a travesty of a game, and I'm not, I'm not here to say it's the world's greatest game or anything, but it's definitely my favourite uh, for various reasons we can get into. And it's the Godfall. Did you ever? Did you play any of this, Tanner, on PC or anything? No, no. I've, everyone kept saying, "Oh, it's such a bad game. It's such a bad game." I'm like, "All right, no. not going to waste my sixty dollars on it then." Yeah, it's. Like when I, because it's it's actually dropped substantially in the store now. It's one of the cheapest PS5 games. Uh, oh. It dropped, uh, I think, a week or so ago, um, and it seems to be that the permanent price now. And they did add a new expansion, which is also included in that price. And apparently, that because one of the big criticisms is the story is really short, like maybe four hours or something, and not good. Yeah. But uh, the expansion actually adds probably a whole lot of I don't know combat stuff, but it adds more story as well. So. And I think this may be the last story-based thing for them or, or whatever else and more weapons and leveling. But the gear system and all that is fine, and, you know, and that stuff. But what I really like about this is it really, like, they, they mismarketed this game. Like, you, it's, not, it's not an easy game by any stretch, but it's not a hard game either. And it, it, really, it really panders to people's egos, like myself, that can't play Dark Souls because you keep running into these big boss fights like Dark Souls. You go into this room like it's a massive cavern or, you know, it's an arena and you're like, oh, here we go. The music's going. It's going to be a big fight. And, you know, in Dark Souls, if you're a player like me, your head would be ripped off your body as soon as you walk in and that would be it. It would be over. <laughs> you have no chance. But in this game, the fights are a little bit challenging, but the the health bar works in like 25% increments for the, the the beast and as long as you get it down one 25% if you die he's still at that that same point when you come back so you can like chip away at him if that makes sense yeah yeah which i know is not a dark souls thing <laughs> it's not is it no, I wish it was. Yeah. So I love that because I, like, I get this feel like I'm dodging or whatever else. I'm dying, you know, every 10 seconds. But I know that I'm actually I'm making headway, uh, headway on him. And it also seems to be that when you die, you respawn right there with the three health potions back that you used to try and keep you alive last time. So, you know, if, if you're the sort of gamer like me that likes the thrill of these big boss fights that, you know, you want to be involved with but you can't, you know, get past the title screen in a Dark Souls game. This um, this game really does pander well to the ego. And as I said, like there, there's definitely issues with it. Like the environments are massive, and there's nothing in them. Uh, that that's probably the biggest issue. Like you run from fight to fight, but it it is beautiful or whatever else in its thing. So I thought it was amusing that of all the games that I've tried so far, that seems to be the one that's uh, drawing me in the most. But I suppose we can't pick them, can we? No, uh, I might. I, I'm probably going to end up picking that game up. I just, every, I, th- I think everyone forgets that these are launch games. Mm. Launch games don't tend to be the best thing in the world. They're more technical than anything. Yeah, that that game is a real platform game too. Like, I'm not sure what's going to happen with it with the studio behind it, but it, it's the sort of game like you know the funny. I know it's not Ubi that are behind it, but if this was a Ubisoft game like a division everyone would jump on it and go, it's a piece of shit. But they'd also understand that in two years, it's going to be a really good game. And 
this game has exactly the same bones. It's got like really, like it is linear to a degree and you can't really jump and you are on a bit of a track at times, not all the time, but a lot of the time, but there's enough space for them to inject stuff into it uh, as time goes. And there's plenty of, like if you find that gear loop, good and you know it's not a shooter it's a it's a slasher uh, or whatever yeah. else um if you if you like that sort of close combat and dodging and blocking and that sort of stuff with the forgiveness of if you die the boss is down you know a percentage and and you revive it's really it's really quite good it is a bit vague like it doesn't necessarily tell you uh, what you're supposed to be doing in certain sections but it, once you play a bit of it you understand how it works so like it's a definitely a buyer beware. Like if you, if you don't want to drop that sort of money, you definitely shouldn't. But you know, I think I'm getting better value out of that for myself than out of Ratchet. But it's only because of the yeah. games that I prefer. Yeah, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes makes total sense. So yeah, I'm, I'll probably end up picking that up. I need to beat some of these games I got now first. But <laughs> well, as Levi, I, I, mm. go ahead. I was just going to say, as Levi loves to say, that is out of all the contenders of the exclusives. Like, I don't see any of the others coming to PS Plus anytime, you know, in our lifetime. Uh, but that one possibly could, I think. I could definitely see that one coming out as a free game because of its reception and everything. So I'll go ahead and take the, I'll take the blow then. I'll go and buy it because as soon as I buy it, it'll be free. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone said the other day, oh, you know, why would you buy Ratchet? Just wait a few months and it'll come out for free. I'm like, this game's not coming out for free. <laughs> like, well, not for oh, a no. long time. But uh, that one, that one definitely could, I think. I can't see Returnal uh, or Ghost, but that one I think is possible. Perfect. Yeah. Well, do we have anything else we want to throw out for what we've played? No, that's all I've been playing. That, that seems like that seems like a lot. Yeah, it's good, and we didn't detract. Oh, I will throw one spam title out for anyone that enjoys the spam: a Rogue Explorer. It's uh, very similar to Devious Dungeon. I don't know if you ever played Devious Dungeon. No, I haven't. Might have to edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> Well, we could just leave it in. What does it matter? Uh, It's just Phil Spencer with my check. Do you know I've mentioned Game Pass 32 times already, Tanner? He wants 35. We can do that, sir. So uh, (laughs) let's let's keep pushing it along. But, uh, yeah, I forget where we were on that line. So we'll we'll just shift. Devious Devious Dungeon. Devious Dungeon. So that was one of the better Rattalika port titles. It's a side-scrolling hack and slasher. Uh, It's a lot of fun if you haven't played it. Uh, The Platinum is around three to five hours. This is a a cut-down version. Uh, It's a little bit more 8-bitty in its look. Um, if that's if that's a technical term, IGN, and uh, it it does only take about an hour or, or so to platinum, but it plays in that same vein. It's one of the better choice, maybe the best choice for the last few months from them. So if you're looking for a little spam uh, and a quick plat, that could be that could be the option for you, Rogue Explorer. Speaking of platinum, shall we go over to the platinum shoutouts for this week? Let's let's do it. Actually, it's for the last couple of months. And should we alternate? Uh, if I take the first one, do you want to take the second one? And we'll, we'll go through like that. Sure. You mean, we're talking about going from person to person? Yeah, yeah. Or trophy person. to trophy? We'll go person to person. And, okay. Uh, yeah, we're throwing it. Although I noticed this this first person, I'll have to get your opinion on some of these games, I think. EDJ3DG has been busy. This has been over the last month or so. Number 83, Resident Evil 8. It is finally done. All mainline Resident Evil games, Platinum, baby. Been a great Oof. journey. Except 5 and 6. Fuck those games. So come on, Tana. What, what are you thinking? You disagree? I mean, <laughs> okay, 5, it's a good game if you have a co-op partner. The AI is completely completely stupid in that game so i understand if you played it by himself 
But six, yeah, six can go die in a garbage fire. Is it that bad? It's ter- it's terrible. I don't, I didn't like it. I'd probably love it then. I should try it. <laughs> I mean, Daryl loves it. So uh, he loves anything with resident in the title, though. So uh, mm-hmm. brings a, a tear to my eye. These games trophies list really make you master the game, and I, for one, enjoyed the aspect. Uh, we'll return one day to finish off Revelations and Revelations Two, but for now, this will be it. Did you play these Revelations games? No, mainly just because I think the first one was on 3DS. Yeah. Or this, both of them on 3DS. I don't remember. This second one was good. I haven't played many Resident Evil games, but I thought this second one was good. It was actually really intense as well. If you like things chasing you, this is definitely the game for you. It's very good. Uh, anyway, oh, look, it's another one for you, Tanner. Number, 80, <laughs> number 84, Bloodborne. Uh, you know a game is really fucking good when you haven't a clue on what the hell is going on. <laughs> true and yet uh you keep on playing it i enjoyed sekiro a tad bit more but this is definitely worth a play for the experience is that a fair comment that that's how i feel about the game but is that fair (laughs) yeah i mean i i personally haven't played too much of sekiro just because i don't feel like relearning a whole new combat style but yeah bloodborne's that's fantastic it's hard but this is a good game no, no, I, I will. We know that, but I talk about this bit about not having a clue what's going on. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no. They drop you in. It's like, hey, so you're a hunter, and you go kill. It's like, why am I doing this? Don't worry about it. <laughs> they just, they just throw you in the world. It's like, good luck. Hope you don't want nothing explained to you. I want to ask you a question about this game. Notoriously long load times. That's the excuse I've used for not playing it because I would be dying a lot. Now I have the PS5. I know it's not, you know, specifically designed for the PS5, but the system is a lot quicker. That should cut down the death load times, shouldn't it? Yeah. It, they, they actually fixed it too on the on the PS4, the base PS4 too. And okay. if you had a pro, it was still much faster than the, the base four running out of excuses i see uh, okay <laughs> okay but uh, my serious question for this now i heard another podcast talking about this and it meant nothing to me but i thought this is really cool and you probably know about this there is a, a creature in the game it's not a spoiler i'm sure called the cleric beast i believe uh uh-huh. now i think it's this cr- the creature but otherwise you'll know which one it is apparently there's one door in the game that has not been opened yet i think it was the cleric beast the door behind him or something and i forget what it's called but it, it had a fancy name and apparently players knew that there's a section of the map beyond this door because they dropped some sort of special coin off the back of a cathedral perhaps and run to a point and they can see the coin uh, on there so they know there's a section of this map that has never been open to play uh, even to today do you know do you know about this or this section no but that particular door behind him i believe it was only a uh i felt like i felt like people had already figured it out but it was a you could drop stuff right there Mm -hmm. and run around the map you'll find another closed door that's basically the same thing and you could pick the stuff back up so it's basically just leading to another spot on the map mm. that you can access without having to use that door. They just, for whatever reason, it's never been opened. Well, if you're if you're into this game, I suggest reading or, or seeking this out because apparently, and I don't even know who makes this game. Isn't that tragic? Uh, uh, wh- whoever, off. 
Yeah, that's it. From Software. Apparently, that door is openable and it will be opening in, I think it's this month or next month. They, they're actually going to, apparently they tweeted or something that it's the last piece of the puzzle or the last thing that has never been able to be opened or whatever. And they will be, they will be opening it, Tanner. So there will be an area there or something, I suppose an Easter egg or something. So perhaps something to, to look out for EDJ, 3DG. If you, if you want to go back, you don't know what's going on anyway, so you might as well, uh, and, and see if that door really does open or not because i hear the cleric beast is kind of tough so i think it's unlikely i'll ever get past him to try opening the door myself tanner he's the first boss yep the kind game. of tough <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is the game i get it <laughs> i get it though it, it... go ahead i was gonna say isn't this the game where you're like in the tutorial basically in that garden or whatever and you you have to fight it's like a dog or something uh is that this game or some sort of beast right at the like literally in the I tutorial. Mean, oh yeah 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 you spawn and you fight a giant werewolf that's right yeah mm. and you're supposed to be able to beat him and if you can't the game's like look i yeah. don't think you should even play this sort of situation i mean it's hit or miss it's not exactly fair because you don't have any weapons yeah. and they start you off at half half health so yeah. i kind of kind of get it i die to it all the time whenever i explain it <laughs> It's a bit like the Sekiro, like uh, or Sekiro, however you say it. And I was uh, like, I don't know. If, it sounds like you haven't played any of it, but very early on, it's not a spoiler. You get into this fight with this dude. It's sort of, I suppose, the tutorial in a way. And I had this bastard down, Tanner. He was going down for the count, and I was like, finally, I'm going to beat somebody in a Souls-like game. This is unbelievable. I was on fire, dodging, rolling, you know, almost chopping my own head off. And then out of nowhere, the fucker cuts my arm off. And I literally have one arm to fight with. And, of course, you can't beat a Dark Souls boss with one arm. Well, I can't. And he proceeded to kill me from – he was so close to death. And I was like, this game's bullshit. And I just deleted it. But now I found out that apparently that's happened to other people. You, you sort of yeah, – most yeah. people lose their arms. So. Yeah, yeah that's, that's – that fight you're meant to lose no matter what. Even if you somehow beat him in the beginning, that's <laughs> it's supposed to be a loss no matter what, you, what happens. I tell you what, the only one that lost that was my console as I deleted it forever. But uh, (laughs) I don't need those cheap things in my life. Number 85, Infamous First Light. It's a classic. Number 86, Demon's Souls PS3. That's a deep cut, Anna. More power to him, man. I remember playing it on PS3 and it was rough. Rough. The trophy list was trash. There's a lot of like little things you gotta... The trophy list list on that game is... ridiculous because like every world you can change the difficulty to it it's just a matter if you die enough as a human not in your soul form does it make it easier or harder it makes it harder the more you die as a human makes it harder if you die as a soul it's fine it doesn't make it harder wonderful but yeah but it's it's also harder to get that get that it, it it changes it to pure black, which unlocks more enemies. So you have to. That's how you get certain items to upgrade weapons you get from having pure light. Okay. It's it's convoluted. It's dumb. I don't like it. <laughs> I like the fact that you know if you're clearly dying repetitively, you have a problem with the game. And so the solution is we'll make it harder because that's going to help. That's really going to help. That's why. Oh I'm yeah, I d- <laughs> I did that to myself. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that that was the. Uh, little mechanic of the game so i kept dying early on in the level Mm. so i was just i just made like the next set of bosses so hard 
Okay, so I have a question about this. This is the same game then that's on PS5 remade. Is that correct? Yeah. So, so how it's like is it better now the trophy list and everything, or is it still exactly no, the same problem? I think it's the same. I think it's the PS5. exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you you played this one on PS5 though, didn't you? Or yeah, I've actually already beat it. I'm not gonna. I'm not planning on platinum yet, though. No, God, no. That's it's ridiculous. Is this going to be harder? You can see where I'm driving at here. Is this going to be harder than Bloodborne, or would Bloodborne be easier than this? Oh uh, no, Demon Souls is much easier. Okay, so, so we won't delete it just yet. Then uh, <laughs> we'll leave it there and see. Uh, number eighty-seven, Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. I believe this is a Souls-like game. Although I said that I know Tanner about the uh, Death's Door. And I noticed you disagreed. You, it's a Metroidvania, which is fine to be wrong, uh, or whatever else. But uh, number eighty-seven, I, I think mean, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say it is. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm thinking of the, if I'm, if I'm thinking of the same game, it definitely is. I think. Yeah, <sighs> it's kind of hard to remember. I think I play. I tried playing it like maybe two years ago or a year ago. Yeah, it came and went. I think. Uh, and then his final one, number 88, Guacamole, a Super Turbo Championship Edition. Some of these platforming sections took years off my life. That is why they put an uninstall button on a game. So you should uh, you should activate it occasionally. But congratulations, that's a lot of serious games. I don't know where you put your spam. It's, you know, maybe uh, maybe you've hidden it at number 89 and 90, but that's still a, it's still a fine effort. So can I throw it over to you, Tanner, for our next one? Yeah, so we got I'm styling on you, bro. With Battlefield Five, what a terrible campaign! I think the exclusion of a campaign in twenty forty two is oops, sorry, I got something in the way. Is good because no no one will be bleh, no one will need to go through this the misery of their poor storylines and gimmick gameplay. Online with a swift boost guide are all sort of meh, as they don't explain the trickier stuff good at all my buddy and i were getting 130k per game when the gods said to get 30 to 50k it's good this came up because you you mentioned this game today so there you go yeah i don't know what that last part's about but nobody does it's just trophy yeah. talk. You just ignore that and just nod your head. Okay, yes. Okay. So gotcha. <laughs> uh, here's the next one. Says my first thousand G's from Mirror's Edge. That's actually kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Says you can't live on the edge of your life. Faith, sty- faith styling. Sooner or later, you have to jump. Oh, how the final cutscene sums up my jump over to the Xbox perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 09, it was my first trophy hunting game. How poetic that it becomes my first achievement hunting game. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. I never finished those games. No, I didn't either. They're t- Well, I found them hard, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I, like I said, I played about maybe two hours of both versions and that was it. I, I think at the time when I first started them, I was young, so I was still like really, oh, I just want to play Call of Duty, nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are the games that are like heavily sort of parkour-y and like you've got to alter the shift and jump on edges and, and run and all this sort of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I have a problem with these games because they definitely cater towards people that are good at holding images in their head, uh, you know, and can, can see shapes and rotate them in their head. I think I think these games are really tough for people 
that can't. I'm thinking of uh, super. Uh, oh, what was it? Subliminal is definitely the case, but uh, that's not the one I was thinking of. Um, there's another a shooter uh, one as well, minimalistic shooter in the same style. But yeah, he he assures me that I should try it. He thinks I could finish it, not platinum it, of course, but but I, I could perhaps finish it. So we'll see. We'll see. So what do we have uh, next? <laughs> well, he calls it Hexblade. <laughs> <laughs> Sinner on sacrifice. This is one hell of an enjoyable game. Typically, these high high touted games end up disappointing me, but this one lived up to the hype. I also popped my cherry for experiencing my first bugged achievement over on the Xbox side of it. It was it was cool to actually know most of it, most of the Snore stuff, courtesy of God of War. Final 30 minutes was an epic roller coaster of emotion thanks to the absolute banger of a soundtrack. Yeah. I agree. That game was fantastic. Yeah, it's so this game sucks because you want to talk what? about the end. No, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> you, it sucks because you want to talk about the ending, but you can't. And what oh, that, yeah, that yeah. final bit is so good and so frustrating and so amazing, but you can't say anything. So that's why it sucks. Yeah. Because it's a phenomenal okay. game. <laughs> But uh, I like I don't know how to tiptoe around the ending because I need to ask you with that, with tiptoeing hugely. But I didn't realize what happened was going to happen, and I spent some time there. And when it didn't happen and it went badly, I or did throw the controller at the wall before I realized what happened. So. Oh, dude! I so like the way that the you know, did you play with the difficulty scaling? Yes. Or did you yeah. just set it to one? Okay. Yeah. So time. I. I had had it like I was like mastered at the uh, mastering all the the perfect parries and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was going for like a good thirty minutes. Yes, I was like, it's like, am I gonna beat this or what? Or I'm just gonna have to die. Yes, yeah, it was. A, it's a wonderful. And the, the the second time you get there, you're like so relaxed. But that first time, it was really intense. The first time playing through, yeah, oh, yeah. it's wonderful. That's actually received a, a Series X uh, patch or boost. So I don't know. Is that on PC as well? Uh, it possibly is. It's on PC. It's yeah. on PC Game Pass and anywhere else you want to buy it, pretty much. Yeah, so I imagine it already looked amazing on the PC, but it sounds like it's the the patch on uh, Series X is quite good. Uh, so it could be worth a look if, it, you, if you've never played. It didn't get it. At, I don't think that patch has came to the PS5 yet, has it? No, it hasn't. I'm not sure that it will because uh, being a Microsoft, well, I suppose it's not exclusive, but Microsoft own perhaps. I'm not sure. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. knows? You know, so I'm sorry. Sucks. I'm sorry, Gareth. You might have to pony up there, you know, to play the the better version. Uh, that's, that's really that's really a problem. Ah, the next one. I'm glad this one makes an appearance. What do we have? Before we jump to that, though, fun oh, yes, fact: please. I actually platinumed that game for Daryl. Which one? Hellblade. Oh, really? He he. Um, I think one of the collectibles glitched out on him. So I think I think it was around the same time it came out, or a few months after. We had this. We had that was it lunar or solar eclipse. We had that one year, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to get off work early. So I went home, played that game in like four hours, and got him to platinum. Ah, for, for for the collectibles, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's funny, isn't it? The more you delve into Resident Daryl's gaming card, the 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 more you realize he hasn't played as many games as you think a lot of other people have for him. But but Hellblade as well. We'll add that to the list. <laughs> 
I've got to ask this because I never platinum this game. I've played it twice on the PlayStation and you can get every trophy except the collectible one without ever using a guide. You just play the game, but I like I detest using a guide. You you must have used a guide, I assume then, or did you just know whether like luck into finding them all yourself? Uh I can I can I, I want to say that I just kind of like looked around a lot before progressing into further into the areas, but I may have used a guide. I can't remember. When I went and do it the second time for Daryl, I totally used the guide. Yes, yes. It was like I just I, I'm not chancing it right now. Yeah, because you got to play the whole thing again. Otherwise, I think don't you? Yep. And there's no way of tracking which ones you've got. And yeah, I don't know. It's a nightmare. So technically, there is a way to track it. Oh. It's uh, that big. St- I think the big stones that are in the start of every area. If you look around the edges of them, they're all lit up depending on which ones you found. Mm. So you can kind of figure out which ones you missed. Yeah, yeah. There kind is of. there is from memory to a really good guide. I'm not sure where it is. It's perhaps a video guide uh, that does show you without spoiling the game, if that's a concern for you. But yeah, if you can live without the platinum there, so you can get everything else <laughs> except that one. Yeah. <laughs> what do we have next? All right, next we have Last Stop. Pretty nice game. A play for free as a day in... Day and date Game Pass release. Feel bad Every for time Sony. you hear that day and date, do you just see Phil Spencer's head just laughing a little? <laughs> just yeah, a little bit. I love it. Sorry. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for Sony gamers who had oh. to shell out hard earned cash. Solid, solid and comedic dialogue with an enjoyable soundtrack. The end was a smidge underwhelming, but overall it was well worth a go. Yeah, okay. you haven't played this, have you? Not yet. Yeah. Oh, you might. You might then. Yeah. It's uh. Is this on PC as well, or is this uh, just console? It's on PC. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Pretty I'm... sure. It... Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure it is. Yeah. P- PS Five, Xbox, of course, as well. Not sure if it's on a Switch yet. No doubt. At, at some point, it could definitely run on the Switch. Uh, game. It's good. We talked about it already, and you know, shout out to Levi for you know backing off there and just accepting defeat. You know, on that one. <laughs> on the Facebook. I'm sure he hates the game. He's like, well, shit, this Australian is like one twig away from snapping. We better just we better just play it cool here. <laughs> but uh yeah, look, I did enjoy it, but it's supernatural as we said and uh, towards the end it's uh, it's the Stephen King thing, like, you know, why 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 does it always have to be supernatural? But you know, it's worth a look. Okay. Next we got what uh what remains of Edith Finch. It's a fantastic game, by the way. Yes. After many years of being told that this was a great game, I finally got to experience it at no charge. <laughs> Thanks. To- <laughs> oh, I love it. Thanks to Phil Spencer creating the notion of Game Pass. <laughs> it's our 35 hit. We get the check. Thanks, Phil. Uh, yes. A happy go lucky, go lucky, go lucky and pretentious indie game. It was fun drowning a baby. Wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's fun drowning a baby. Quite the gameplay mechanic absent from most AAA games. <laughs> I mean, uh, Modern Warfare 2019, they give you an option to shoot a baby. Oh. You can do it. Then really make you question why you make you question yourself for doing it too. <laughs> Is that though? Uh, 2019. I guess I played this one. Is that though? If you do that, does it just restart the checkpoint? It, yeah, yeah. It's just like really. I definitely tried it. Like, <laughs> I didn't even. I, I don't even remember. I, I, 
kind of overlooked it. It was like, it's like, can I, could I do that? I, th- I, think, that, uh, I think I remember at the time thinking, because I'm always looking for random shit in a game that could earn a trophy. Like, you know, like just do something stupid. It could, it could be a trophy. I don't know. And I'm pretty sure at the time I was like, well, if I shoot this baby, that could be a trophy. <laughs> but it wasn't, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a slight miss oversight on their part. Yeah, definitely. It was tough playing because I had a, I was holding an iPad watching Maki's Maki's uh, God. Yep. I had to use my elbow to to pan down pan the camera when I couldn't simply strafe through a dark and tight area. All the while I was flipping HDMI's, boosting Friday the Thirteenth. It's wonderful that you experienced such oh, a such an God. amazing game while multitasking and totally you know not not experiencing the story for yourself, sir. It's wonderful. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is a fantastic game, though. And this is the only one I saw that had a number mm-hmm. two hundred and sixty six. Friday the thirteenth. It's Friday. Friday got to boost hard on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the. Oh God, I just realized <laughs> forward to the platinum. He's gotcha. <laughs> oh, it's Friday. Friday boosting hard on Friday. Looking <laughs> to the platinum. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Yeah, we that's, get the that, grinding that's, that's harder. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so, congratulations! Uh, so, that's perfect. Th- this is a this is a weird obsession, Tanner, with these like degenerate trophy hunters that they like to peg themselves above the rest of the community by playing these monotonously fucking long games, hundreds, thousands of hours. All they do is boost the game. They don't even play the game, but they just stand there with their mate just trading kills for hundreds of hours, and that's, you know, gives them this ultra-rare platinum tanner that puts them above everybody else in their eyes so congratulations so and then the the really sleazy thing of it is is that they can auto pop the other version so they do the na they then download the eu and because they've done it already they just get it you know another ultra rare to boost their cabinet so it looks like they're just gods of gaming or something which is wonderful but occasionally the game fucks you as happened here with style and and it doesn't give you one of the trophies on the auto pop and then you're screwed because you have to live with the game at 99 percent unless you're prepared to put hundreds more hours in to get that one so it's uh no, I, I could imagine doing that. <laughs> it's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> uh, MZ Nitro, uh, number 36, Knockout City. Do we have any interest in this game? Nope. No. Is this like Rocket League, but for some other sport? Is that basically what it is? It's it's like extreme dodgeball. That's the best, that's the best way to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful that that has a game. Uh, number thirty-seven, Rocket League. That's a it's a, it's a good title. So you've been playing that for ages. So it's probably just a platinum of attrition. Well done. Uh, and then uh, uh, who do we have next? Got another one? Oh yes. I'll throw it over to Zadorf. Zadorf. Hmm? Yeah, that's right. Saying that. Yep. Okay. All right. I got five hundred and twelve. Annie's quest. I'm not sure. I think no this idea is what a, that is. I think it's a point and click. Uh, of some ah. description, yeah. Gotcha. Got 513, Where the Heart Leads. Another great PS4 exclusive that's worth playing through at least once. The trophies aren't as straight straightforward, though. Mm. This, do, are you familiar with this game at all, Tanner? Not at all. Yeah, I didn't, didn't, think, didn't think you would be. Uh, this is, um, 
yeah, I've wanted been wanting to play this for a while. Uh, not not a strong enough reason to get a PS5, but now that I had one, why not? And um, it, it's it's just typical indie price. I think twenty twenty five US or something like that. It's incredibly quirky game. It's a narrative game, but it's just like it's weird. It's really weird. Like you start the game and there's this massive sinkhole just sucking everything into the earth and you end up, it's not a spoiler because right at the start, you end up trying to save your dog in this bathtub that's being lowered down, but then the bathtub gets sucked down and you're you're sort of in the bottom of the earth. And it's just really weird game. But uh, if you like just bizarre things, like there's no way of knowing, I'm only an hour or so into it, but there's no way of knowing what's going to happen next because it's just so the thinking behind it is so strange. So if if you like that type of a, you know, I suppose it's a it's a sort of a narrative exploratory sort of game if you are like linear in sort of style and and simplistic in art style, but but so different. Yeah, the mind behind it is is um is unhinged, which I kind of like. I have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Next we got five hundred and fourteen. Last stop, PS five. What a great game for the makers of from the makers of the last of Last Stop. Very interesting story with multiple endings, centered around three playable characters with a nice variety of supporting cast members. It has both funny and sad moments, and I enjoyed it throughout. Especially recommend it to those who like games like Virginia, Twin Mirror, and State of Mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Twin Mirror? No, no, I haven't. I, think- I started Virginia. I know I did start Virginia, but I think I was messing myself up with that one because I was worried about getting the platinum instead. Yeah, instead of just enjoying it. It's a this um studio. It's a really interesting evolution. Like Virginia is like a non non spoken narrative or whatever, about an hour hour and a half maximum, and then each of their games gets progressively more involved, if you like, and there are parallels to. Uh, the Life is Strange series that, you know, I know some people would say perhaps Telltale as well, but it, it's more, there's more in it than a Telltale game, definitely. And the state of mind is good as well. I thought Last Stop was good, more of a movie, but that Twin Mirror, I reckon you should add that to your list, Tanner. It's really, it's, I mean, maybe you wouldn't like it because it's real small town America and a story that happens there, but I thought it was really good. And if you like Life is Strange, I think you would like this sort of game. It's um, it's good. Oh, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Square are behind that, Square Enix. So they had money. So so it's a decent, you know, product as well. It looks good. It looks good enough. Uh, Gaz Davis 11, uh, number 86, Watch Dogs 2. Very enjoyable and not uh, as long a plat as first game. Have you, have you played this? Have either of us played Yeah, this? actually... I actually have the platinum for Watch Dogs too. Ooh, congratulations! Imagine that would have been a bit of a grind. Those games are usually. And it was that was an, it was an enjoyable one. It was enjoyable, like minus the the online stuff, which wasn't hard, but it's just kind of a a pain because I think I played it well after launch, so mm-hmm. I kind of kind of hard finding people. <laughs> I can imagine. Did this game, the second one, have the song sneak? trophy or the app where you had to go around and find all the songs listening to people's phones yes that's right that's right i think this one i think this one you could just get in cars and find find new songs yeah okay it's interesting interesting uh then we have uh i'll shoot through the last one if you like one up wonders number 1061 wrc9 the ps5 version it's a solid rally game if you're interested in rally if you're not then 
you're not interested. Uh, Dirt 5 DLC is done back-to-back, 100%, unless they do another. It's one of the most disappointing racing games we've seen in the last year. And it's good to see they're bringing out more content. Rather than, like, there's nothing else they can do to fix it anyway. They might as well. And uh, 1063, The Pathless. Do you know about this game, Tanner? No, I do not. This is what I like to label new Sony. And this is how I feel after Ratchet and Clank 2. It's just these games that are so, like, they, they, the trailers look amazing for these games. You're like, this is going to be an amazing experience. You get in the game and it's nothing like what you thought it was going to be. And, like, this game, it's good, but it's just so abstract and it's, uh, I don't know. It scares me that they're allowing games like this to happen, yet they're stopping bringing Japanese games in. But anyway, that's a rant for another day. So the Pathless 163, the buyer beware with that one, I think. (laughs) Uh, Where should we go? Should we jump over to community questions? Yeah. Okay, I'll read the first one here. What what have we got here? The Great One, Resident Daryl. I'm, I'm already scared. First question: Why does three four three absolutely suck? So is this is this in reference follow up? Why has three four three botched everything to do with Allo? Is this uh, the Sony Pony concern that we may not be getting a campaign at launch with the new Halo? Is that what's triggering this? No, I think it's because we're not get we're getting the campaign. It's not co op, which oh, is the problem for him. I see. I mean, that's, that's a valid concern. I mean, the chance of him ever finding anyone else to play it and then finish the game, you know, it's unlikely. But I'm glad that he's worried about the fact that it doesn't have a, it takes two, sir. It takes two um, time to, to worry about things like that. It's wonderful. Wonderful. It's, it's funny. I think part of the reason he's not here tonight, Tanner, is the huge backlash we've seen from the Xbox community uh, regarding Daryl's questionable posting of the Outriders game. I don't know if you saw this. I I briefly caught it. I think it was some crying about them not making money. Yeah, well, obviously the community has been in uproar since he he sort of alleged that you know Microsoft were at fault for denying you know Square the the ability Square an independent company not owned by Microsoft leaning heavily towards Sony if anything uh, c- criticizing Microsoft for stepping in the way of Square from paying outriders another independent studio not owned by Microsoft. Uh, you know, so clearly it was Microsoft's fault here. They hadn't been paid. Of course, the fact is that they had been paid up front for the game and they hadn't received royalties because the game hasn't made any profit because the game they made was not great. So again, that's another fault of Microsoft, you know, here, as you can see, independent company making bad game, being paid up front, not getting money in royalties. That's Microsoft's fault, as you can see, Tanner, clearly. And yeah, Daryl totally yeah, was pointing that out to us all, which is wonderful. His, his marketing prowess and insight is phenomenal because to me and most of the community, it looked like this was really the Outriders people and Square's issue, not anything to do with Microsoft. But that's where we were wrong, Tanner, and it was good that Daryl pointed that out to us. Yeah. They should totally earn royalties on a broken game. Mm, they should. They should. And, you know, yeah, you, profit is not essential. And it's always the third party that has nothing to do with the, the finances that should be held responsible for the financial commitment of yeah, other companies. It's just, I mean, all, all Microsoft did was strike a deal with Square Enix and say, hey, that's right. we want your game to come to our system mm. on Game Pass. But if you want to hear more misinformation about this topic, I believe the Trophy Horse is going to pick it up. And I think they're going to go down the line of the great one, Resident Daryl's thinking. So that's going to be something to look forward to. There's a lot of hot takes on that show, and you're about to get another one, I feel. 
<laughs> Shall we go to the next one? Levi, the franchise killer. Why is Blooper Team so amazing? It's, it's valid, sir. And what can we expect to see from them next? And what would you guys like to see from them next? Well, there you go, Tanner. We've talked a little about them today. What would you, off the back of the medium, what would you like to see? Uh, honestly, like the way the way that game ended, I would like to see if they can at least make another game out of that, out of the medium's like universe, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they are. But it's just that it was a sad. I say it's a satisfying cliffhanger because you just honestly don't know what happens at all. Mm. Mm. It was a great ending. That game. it's another one you can't mm-hmm. talk about, but it was. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was really good. Are you? I know you're not a huge person to stack games. Would you consider double dipping on that game when it comes to PlayStation in the future? Or I thought about it since I didn't. Since I got it on Game Pass, I figured I was like, eh, I'm, I was planning on buying it on Steam just yeah. to kind of give them some extra money. But once it comes, if it's already out on PlayStation, I'll probably end up buying it there. Mm. That's a really good point. It's funny you mention that because I was like that with uh, Scarlet Nexus. Like, admittedly, it is 60% or 40% sale at the moment on the PlayStation, but I got, you know, a very cheap copy on Xbox or whatever else. And I was like, I really like the game. I, you know, I didn't pay what the game's worth. So I might pay here and that'll bring it up to roughly what it should have been worth and give them the money. And like, I hopefully I'll get to it again. But yeah, I think there, there is that element in Game Pass where, you know, if you can afford it, if you really enjoyed the game, Quite often, perhaps some of us are buying it again on other platforms. I know Clyde does this a lot as well, maybe to support out the devs. So I don't know. It's a topic for another yeah, time, maybe. Hmm. I know the games that I don't repurchase, I usually just end up buying their DLC when they offer it. Yeah. I did that with, um, God, what was the game? The, why am I blanking out on this game? That's <laughs> because there's too many. <laughs> I know. That's the problem. <laughs> It's that one that was supposed to, it's like Fallout, but in space. Oh, Outer That's, Worlds? Wilds? Yes, Whichever Outer Worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bought the seat for that. That's still on my list, that game. I should get to that, shouldn't I? It's supposed to be very good. Yeah, it's, it's a fun game. It's a good solid 20 hours, yeah. roughly 20 hours. Yeah. And there's, it's, that game offers, there's multiple endings. Multiple ways you can play that game. I played mine extremely wrong. Mm. Well, that's there's right. a section. Of, yeah, there was a section where you're supposed to sneak, and I ended up killing everybody in the building. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that idea with the stealth games. Why I have a problem with Hitman is like I totally. I'm like, okay, we're gonna stealth this section. It's totally gonna happen. Like three steps in, and I've set off the alarm. And I was like, ah, fuck it. It's all going on, you know. Throwing a yeah. Molotov cocktail over my shoulder. Like it's all. It's all happening. But that's why the Far Cry series is so good. You can pretend to stealth, but you're crap at it, so it doesn't matter. And then you can just shoot everybody. Wonderful. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay, so what would I like to see? Well, I don't know, Levi. I like what they're doing. They're, I like their narrative, um, and I like the fact that it's not—it's not Resident Evil in that you don't have something following you the whole time. Although there are elements in that in the median, so it releases the tension, which I think is nice. So my suggestion—it probably comes out of left field, but what I would really like to see them is to extend maybe more in that line of the presence, but not not in the way of Resident Evil. I'd like them to take on a project like Outlast. Uh, something like that I think could be really interesting where they just ramp the terror through the roof 
which perhaps is not what they're looking at doing because that's definitely not mainstream, although their last game had a lot of folklore and, and history. So they perhaps aren't looking at total mainstream. I think something like that, Tanner, could be really good where it's just really leans into that that constant presence and terror from them. Those are my least favorite horror games. <laughs> For that reason, perhaps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it would be interesting to see, like I think Outlast 2, uh, I, I found Outlast 1 way too much for me, but 2 I thought was a really good game, uh, a little bit, you know, a little bit kinder on the heart of an aging gentleman. And I'd love to see someone like Blooper Team that are perhaps a little bit more experienced uh, in writing uh, a tackle, something like that. I think it would be amazing. We'll see. Uh, what have we got next? Justin Cooper. Do you have games that you play seasonally, summer, fall, etc.? Not really. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a big Madden fan? You're not a... Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. The, isn't only, it? the only game I like buying multiple copies of is Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose that's seasonal, Same. isn't it? That comes out November-ish every year. Yeah, I guess you could say that then. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think there's maybe racing games, but I switch I switch uh brands quite a bit, so I don't always play consecutive years of the same one. So I don't think there's really any game that I play seasonally either. Yeah. I suppose because it really it really leans into sport titles, doesn't it? The updated roster games, I suppose. So. Yeah. Unless he's like saying like every year you play this one game depending on the like on the seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose you could say. I think, that. yeah, yeah. Because I think I remember seeing someone comment saying, "Yeah, I play horror games around oh, fall and all that." Yeah, isn't oh, I see? Yeah, you're probably right. It's like yeah, horror around Halloween. I, I always set out with that ambition to watch like a lot of horror movies around around October, and then I watch like The Conjuring, and then I'm fucked for the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great that movie. one will get you. It really will. All of those are fantastic. Those movies. Uh, Matt G, uh, listening to this podcast for a while. My commiserations, sir. Uh, I've got a good idea of the games and mechanics you love. <laughs> good. Could you tell me? Uh, <laughs> I wish I knew what I liked, then I wouldn't be playing so many things <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> uh, what about games with mechanics you hate? Oh, there you go, Tanner. There's got to be something that just apart from the the uh, the haptic <laughs> feedback. There's got to be something you hate. Like like you, the the, for, the like the parts of games that are forced self. I don't know if it's necessarily mechanics, but like that particular moments of gameplay where it's like you have to stealth, otherwise it's not going to work at all. Mm. I, I can't stand that. Yeah, yeah, and it can or really being slow your progress down in a game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or being constantly chased by something. <laughs> I like the medium I, that particular part. Or you're being chased. I did not like it. Mm. <laughs> it's a it's a big fear of mine. Yes. I just I can't stand that. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's that unknown thing grabbing you, isn't it? That's what. Yeah, yeah. And that's that, what I always knew. That constant, that constant. There's. A, I was thinking. Um. Oh, that game. It's a dreadful game for it because it's so relaxed. And then in one scene, a layers of fear too, which is not a good game, but it does that mechanic really well. It's terrifying, but. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think the thing that I hate the most, because I play so many different games, is I hate when a game, it can be any genre, I hate when a game introduces a new mechanic, but it doesn't tell you what the mechanic is. 
like or, or it just it requires such a leap of lateral thinking to know what you're even supposed to do and it can be on a simple level like in ratchet and clank collecting a certain collectible you have to collect 60 of them but the last 15 you can't collect uh, until much later in the game and it doesn't explain how you're ever going to get them so things like that it's just it, it just sort of I, I, it's just poor in, in that situation. It's poor writing, but and and often it is in in a game. But but other games too, like where you just uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen is a good example at the moment with these collectibles that I just don't understand. And the game has done nothing to explain. And it's not collectibles like a normal game; it's a crafting thing. It really has done nothing to explain how this works and things like that, which just require a real lateral leap of understanding. It's a real turn off and. Often it's the point where you literally, I turn off the game. And it's a shame because often if you get through those bits, the game is really good. And I think it's a really fine line, Tanner, because you don't want a game that holds your hand and goes, now you push L1, now you push L1 again, now you do this. But sometimes, and I'm sure you've had it too, where there's just no way you would even know you need to do that or you've acquired that ability. And I find that very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I I, I can't think of any like off the top of my head, but... I, I get what you're saying. It's those there's, there's several games that are like that and just make no sense. Like Yeah. Why why add a surprise mechanic and then not explain it? Yeah. And the only thing I can think is like because you know, like a big AAA games, that very rarely happens. It's if anything, it's the opposite. They over explain it too much. But it does happen in a lot of indie games or smaller games. And the, the only thing I can think is that the, the the people making it have spent so much time with it. They understand everything and it's not really Q, QR or whatever tested, properly tested, or if it is, it's tested by the same people over a period of time and even they've become, you know, like a sort of Stockholm to the game, I suppose. So they don't even see it either. So it's something, you know, it's not a bad thing. They're so, they're so over their own game, I suppose. They don't realise what a first-time player will see and that's why I suppose it doesn't happen a lot in the big games, but it's, it's definitely frustrating. What have we got here? Dump liquor. Fantastic. Uh, if you were a listener of this show and had to pick a host to play any game, who would it be and why? I've been thinking about subbing and need some good ideas. You always got you always got resident Daryl. He always loves playing games. He does. So keep just keep stacking those games on him. Mm. And as MZ Nitro pointed out, I think Daryl has a year to finish the game. And you know, if he doesn't finish it, I just assume that he will refund all the money out of his own pocket. Which is wonderful. So, you know, it is a commitment you've made to finish the game, not platinum the game, just finish the game, which I think is a fair commitment, don't you, Tanner? Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I think I think it'd be interesting to see how he goes. Well, the the game he got, I think, is very short. He got the uh, Sinrung Kangura game, and uh, it's the fact that it's a pervy game, and he does not like doing those games. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah, I I reckon if I was picking a game for him, I'd pick uh, I'd pick uh, Kojima's Nightmare, that game, Death Stranding, and you know there's a director's cut coming out which will make the game even longer with more useless fetch quests. So so why not? Here's the problem though: he likes that game, <laughs> but how much of it is he hasn't finished it? He actually, I think before he fell asleep and forgot where he was at in the game. I think it was like 10 hours or so he put into it. It's called the title screen, sir. But yeah, yeah, it's possible. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but 10 hours in that game, that's like the first area or something. <laughs> uh, that was, yeah. 
the sickness the sickness in gaming is if there was a sickness uh, for me tanner it's the fact that you know like i did finish that game 40 something hours i enjoyed the end of it a lot the rest up and down uh, bits were good but in the back of my mind I was like when i saw that i was like who would play this game again and it like eats at you and then i'm like you know i could play this game again on ps5 so it's a real sickness you have to be careful of i think these um remasters or whatever the hell they are on the the, the next gen yeah i i thought about picking it up i have it on pc but just i feel like that'd be a game that's a little easier to play on the play in the bed while mm. in the middle of the night Mm-hmm. as kojima intended when you're just doing nothing else you might as well play a game about doing nothing it's uh yeah it's, it's wonderful uh gagam here this must be a question for you because i don't understand this at all if uh, c the one wrestling christmas mm. one wrestling yeah. question so he's the Oof. winner of question of the week before he's even read it congratulations so but yeah, true. if cm punk <laughs> <laughs> signs with aew this could mean anything fuck me uh should we care so what do you think tanner um, I think y'all should, because he he was a big name before he uh, before he left WWE. That'd be a real big catch for the for AEW, but who knows? I suppose the question really to be asked here, Tanner, is: Does this guy play by the choreographed rules, or is he a bit of an improviser? Uh, choreographed, and I think it's a little bit of both, actually. But... That's all right. As long as he's a, as a team player and does what he's told, that's that's, uh, that's the most important thing that I took from that episode of three hours <laughs> that you did the other day. That oh, you know, I was yeah. disappointed. My like, I'm not interested in wrestling at all, but I do love seeing a gentleman whacked by a chair quite a lot. Uh, I've always enjoyed that, and I didn't. I noticed that you didn't talk a lot about sort of you know violence, prop violence, which is is a wonderful part of that sport. Yeah, that was a, was a little bit of oversight on our part. <laughs> next time, next time. Uh, yeah, next time when we do a three-hour one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are what are your thoughts about Aliens Fire Team Elite? Is anyone going to purchase it, or have you already pre-ordered it? I have. Are you familiar with this game? Nope. Uh, but it's. I. I'm assuming it's in the Alien universe, and I really don't care about that. Yeah, Aliens. I think it's a it's a multiplayer. Um, I think it's a multiplayer only game. I'm not even sure that it has any sort of story or whatever else releases next week. So uh, look, I'm glad you're getting it, sir. Um. I hope you enjoy it, and you can let us know uh, what it's like. Uh, and then, have you ever watched Free Guy yet? Why not? I have no idea what that is. No, I don't know either. So I'll just assume that's a wrestling question and ignore it. Uh, congrats, uh, congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, okay, you go from. Re- I'm going to put his other question in here because it's equally offensive to me. Uh, we all know the most entertaining part of Black Widow has been the lawsuit. Well, actually, now I'm interested. Uh, what are your top three reasons why that movie was not good? Have you seen this movie or? I I have not. Okay, we'll bump this to when Daryl comes on because the fact that there's been a lawsuit means that other people think this is garbage, obviously, which interests me greatly. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll I thought it. I thought it was mainly just because they were Disney was was trying not to pay Scarlett Johansson. Oh, really? I think that's what it was. Because she had bad performance, or I think they were trying to jip her out of some money. Mm. I think that's all it was. Like her contract says she's getting this X amount, and I don't think they paid that amount. He couldn't be paid enough money in the world to appear in a comic book movie. So I'm I endorse her for getting every cent she's entitled to. It's painful enough to spend three hours watching this movie. Imagine working on it; It'd be a nightmare. 
Uh, anyway, uh, I'm styling on you, bro. Uh, if Phil Spencer gave you free reign to do whatever you wanted to show him your appreciation for Game Pass, what would you do to show him how truly special you think it is? I'd, I'd buy the $100 or $120 a year subscription. Yeah. Well, that's uh, However much that is. That's right. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> You know, look, if Phil Spencer asked, I'd piss on my PS5. That's how much I think the man is on fire. He's a wonderful example of the next generation and the future of gaming. So whatever he wanted, we would do. And that's the 37th mention of Game Pass. We're now into the uh, into the overtime there, Phil, on the, the check. Thank you. Uh, and then it's yeah. like five, it's like fifty bucks every mention after that. That's that's right. Yeah. Well, he's, he you know he could be lining up the PS fives for us to piss on Tanner, so we've got to get some money in ah, here so we can afford them. Gotcha. <laughs> Although we'll take a few of Daryl's. He's not using them anyway. Uh, Gareth, uh, with speculation suggesting that out. Oh, this is this question. Oh, and I already know by looking at his name, it's going to be an explosion of Oji Oni orgasm. But anyway, we'll, we'll read it. With speculation suggesting that Outriders hasn't even broken, uh, hasn't broken even despite 3.5 million players, I think this profitability uh, playing via Game Pass is this the likely trend for all upcoming big releases on Game Pass, and is this realistically a sustainable model for day one releases on their service? So we talked about <laughs> Outriders, but I suppose generally, Tanner, what do you think for day one releases? Well, I think day one releases are fine. Are going to be fine. It's just a matter of if you make your game good yeah. when it comes out and then don't take months to fix it and then lose majority of your player base. Yeah, that's right. And like, I mean, I suppose this is more of a trend, like Out- Outriders is an independent game and that that article, like if you read that article, thanks to the great one, Daryl, you would realize that it was sourced from True Achievements, which is a massive trolling site for Sony. They love to troll uh, Sony ponies. They even created a true trophies that no one uses as a joke. So, you know, that that's why that article appeared there. But that's a, it's an independent company, as we said, that, you know, it, it, it was funded by Square to make this game. Square put up all the money. But, look, Square's used to pissing away money. They put money into Marvel as well. That was a garbage. So they, they've got no problem with Oof. pissing away money. But they, they did give it – they funded this game to this sort of, you know, loosely A, A, double A studio, or that's what they want to call themselves. And they paid for it all up front. So these people did get paid. That's not the question. And now – I don't even know what the article is about because they must have known in the contract that they wouldn't be getting royalties until it it broke, you know, broke even or whatever else. And they, like, whether it goes on Game Pass or not has nothing to do with Outriders. It has everything to do with Square and how they want to market the game to try and create, you know, some money back. And and so if you have anger, it's got nothing to do with anyone but but Square. And Square, you know, are loved by the ponies, so you can't have anger towards them, you know, thanks to the Final Fantasy and or whatever else. But I suppose it, the bigger question is things like Forza and these big games that a lot of us, you know, Halo, that a lot of us would have bought. That's more the question, I think, isn't it? And for you, like, uh, I don't know, what do you think, Tanner? Like, there are games here that we would have bought, we would have paid money for, that we're enjoying for free. Yeah. I, like, I, like I said briefly earlier, like, Forza, I think, after like the first month, I was like, all right, I'm going to buy the season pass for this. I'm going to keep playing it for a while. Yeah. I bought. I spent. I spent my forty bucks or so, however much it was on that. Yeah. So, so they're still getting money from me. It's just not the sixty dollars up front. But yeah. See, 
I don't know, like, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I don't want this to come across as a hot take, but I think, like, the PC community, the Xbox community, they're a bit more, they're a bit more upstanding. They're not as tight as fish as fucking assholes like these Sony players. Like, you know, like, for Sony, if you got the game for free, there's no way you would give them any more money for anything. That's what I'm hearing from you, Pony community. It's like, I'm not buying your friggin' DLC. I'm not buying your Ghost of Tsushima digital edition. Like, off. I'm not paying $15 for, you know, an upgraded version of Tony Hawk. Like, go away. I'm not giving you my money, you know, Sony. And that's like a ponyism. And that that mentality is why something like Game Pass will never work on PlayStation. And that's what Jim Ryan said. It, it's a losing thing because, no, you know, you give you give a free option to a pony, they're going to take it. They don't want to pay for anything, you know, Tanner. And I don't know if that's like a hot take, but it seems to be the situation. Like it works on these other systems because we're more... We're more rounded. We're, we're, I don't want to say better humans, Tanner, but we're more respectable people. We understand that, you know, we can use the game for free and then we can chip back a little, you know, to support them in the future. I don't yeah. know what you think. Uh, I agree. Like, like I said, I've bought and I've rebought games just to, just to give them more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, the, the people that made Alien Isolation, I bought four copies of that game, I think, off. <laughs> So they got four sales for me, even though I've never played the game. Probably never will. Yeah. There'll be people there on their PlayStation now just gagging. You know, they're waiting for their Ratchet and Clank to be free, you know, in 20 years so they can enjoy it because they're not going to give a dollar to the company. And they'd just be gagging at that sort of suggestion. But I think I think that's I think that's the fundamental reason you can't understand. And, and if you think that's too far stretched, then maybe you should trust in the fact that Square Enix wouldn't put something on Game Pass if they didn't think it was a good deal. Either would the other 100 game devs that did it. So every time you put your opinion about what a bad deal it is for the industry perhaps you should temper it with the fact that people in the industry are obviously doing it and perhaps they know a little bit more about how it works than you do on your tight as a fish's asshole sitting on your wallet on the pony system so there you go i feel i feel like a i feel like a uh, a bit like a like one of those uh what do you call them in america those like a uh, syndicated radio host telling you how to think what to do tanner it's wonderful uh <laughs> His last part of the question, what could PS Now do to improve their service in order to get the right balance between customer satisfaction and company profitability? Should Do you know much about PS Now? Nothing. I know it doesn't work great on PC. That's always a start. Mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe we should bump this one to Dale. To me, they should well, just get rid of it, maybe. I don't know. That'd improve yeah, profitability. Uh, that wouldn't be a bad thing either. Yeah. No, I know it doesn't work great on PC and I know I want to say all your PS3 games you have to stream them. Mm-hmm. So if they, if they could just make it more stable on, P, uh, on PC and maybe make them downloadable games instead of streaming games mm-hmm. that'd be a good start. I don't know about the price point or anything else about it but I feel like those two things would be big changes. Yeah. Yeah, it's look, I mean, Sony is leading the way in removing things that cost anything, you know, that, that don't show maximum profitability. So I'm sure I'm sure PS now is not long for this world unless they can find a way to to really maximize some cost, uh, maximize some profit. So it may not be an issue you need to worry about, you know, for too much longer. So but I'd like to sort of because we're wrapping up now, you know, I'd like you I'd like to, you know, address the community as always, the pony community and just 
just with a, the final words about Skyrim that I read just actually while we were recording here, and it suggested, do you think this new version of, of Skyrim will be free on the PlayStation? I'd like to remind, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think there? What do you think? I'd like to remind you that oh, Microsoft no. owes you nothing, ponies. <laughs> Plus, that's Todd Howard. He's one. He's want to get more money from Skyrim. That's all mm. that is. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna spend that sixty bucks on that game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So look, which another thing with the Skyrim thing, don't buy it on PlayStation because I've tried it. I tried it on PS4. You have no mod support because they don't want you to have. They don't want to. They don't want you to bring in outside. Um, assets from other games or other just anything else and add it to the game mm. because that's that's not cool that's right but on xbox and pc you get everything you can you can stand that's right that's right yeah i mean if, if the epic lawsuit has taught us nothing the way to sony's heart is through your wallet unless you're prepared to give them money they're not interested and mods bring them no money so therefore why should they why should they have them yeah. <laughs> so look, I, I think we should wrap it up there. So there will there will be ponies fuming there. They'll have raided their Patreon funds and said, "I'm not giving you anything." But you know, look, if you if you made it this far, then perhaps you should kick back Daryl a dollar so he can at least finally afford to buy a Series X or a, or a decent PC and move into the future of gaming. It's been a it's been a pleasure tonight to talk to you, Tanner. I'm glad that we. Yeah. Um, glad that we got to do this i've been wanting to do this for a long time i never got you on push to fight uh the way it worked out so i'm glad we got to to talk and i hope i didn't talk your ear off too much oh no this is it was fun i enjoyed it perfect well do we need to do anything else to wrap it out i don't know what's the official official finish uh, we just kind of stumble on our words for a little bit and then we just say bye <laughs> good well you know we could i always i always love to end like this because you know you'd know tanny you've had guests on you've always got to do this you know it's awkward for everybody and you as a host stopped listening you know minutes ago but yeah look oh, look would you like to endorse yourself would you like to you know promote anything you're doing where can you you find find me where can you find tanner tanner where where can we do that for you uh uh you can find me on Twitter and you can pretty much find me everywhere as Tbird803. Mm. Some variation of that. You might have to put a space between the T and the B. That's mm. about it. Perfect. And if you're trying to find me, you can't. There you go. So, look, listeners, it's been a pleasure talking to you as well. I promise you next week you'll be back to more stability with the, the full cast, or at least Daryl here at the Reigns. And, you know, if this has really offended you in any way, this show, then you can write in and to nobody because nobody cares. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure, as I said, and we look forward to catching you next week. Thanks, Tanner. Oh, yeah. Thank you, CJ. People need to know we're living in a war zone. Hit the street with the truth, tell them that it's old. Hit the street with the truth, tell them that it's old.